The following content is created by two niggas who are old enough to fall asleep, not out of boredom, but out of actual fatigue. Start the show. Horoscope. <laughs> <laughs> I keep telling people every time it's always like I felt. Oh, oh man, I was at the movies and I fell asleep. Craig Lindsay actually wrote this into an article uh, when we went to saw, when we went to see Joker. Uh-huh. I fell asleep. I I, nod, I would nod off periodically for like a minute or two or something because I literally came straight from work, yeah, which I had had an opening shift for and stayed at work. Because there was no sense in me going home to change or else I'd be late for the movie. Yeah. So I just worked and then went. And so I was, <laughs> I, I had in my mind that when I got home from the movie, I was done. I was down for the count. And I saw so I nod off periodically. I caught most of the movie, though. Uh, he definitely wrote that into an article. That was funny. Um Niggas plus information plus alcohol equals opinions while black. Your black ass cheat sheet for the week in foolishness and fuckery. I am your boy Oz, and I'm trying not to nod off during this uh, during this podcast. Oh man, <laughs> you know fatigue is real. Fatigue is real. Um, yeah, it is. It's it's been a week. It's been hell. It's been it's been two weeks. Shit. It's been two weeks. It has been a it has been a fucking two weeks. You are correct. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Just trying to, uh, you know, catch up on the sleep. Uh, I'm I'm a little ways off. Um, all I know is my Labor Day weekend gonna be boring than a motherfucker. Mm. I might fall asleep during. I gotta go. I gotta go and get my first retwist. Uh, oh, for those of you who don't know, I've I hate the way they put it. Begun the journey of the locks. Oh yeah. So yeah, I guess I can. I guess I can give myself some air horns. There. Um, I actually got my shit twisted the day before we recorded um, episode 150. Mm-hmm. And I got to tell you, um, like the, the process of like getting your hair. Like, I mean, like I've had basically the same even all over fade all my life. And so going from that to going somewhere where you actually get like, like barbershops are great. Barbershops are they, they're like the black man's country club and all that shit they say. But going to an actual place that does locks and does, you know, salon work. Mm-hmm. Having, a, having a thick black woman with her, with her hands in your hair and warm water and shit. I don't understand why niggas go to the strip club. That was the high point. Of, like that was the high point of this whole journey was because she was short, and so she would have to, even me sitting down. She had to get on her tiptoes for to twist some of the, some areas, and you get really close to a person, and it's just some woman with her titties all over you. Did the lactician have a champagne room though? 
No champagne room. Okay. No. no. That's why niggas go to the strip club. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. They, you know, they don't go to the strip club to have an aunt-like figure with her bosom resting on you Man. while she heavy-handedly twists your locks. I wasn't thinking about, like, my damn aunt to <laughs> tell you like that right now. I'm I'm certain that's not going to go anywhere because I don't want to because I would never want to play myself with the person that is basically kind of your your guru. You're also uh, very vulnerable in that position. Very much so. Very hmm. much so. Your shit can come up fucked up real quick. Um but she did an amazing job. Um shout out to Ex the Maestro for uh or Xavier Hunter for leading me to that place. Um that I I'm I'm not going to give up the place and the person now, now that I've completely objectified her <laughs> and have niggas in there for the wrong reasons. Or the right reasons, I mean. Or the right reasons, that's may, fair. Maybe too. the price can go up. Price might go up, you never know. Um, but I will get into that uh, later or another episode. Um, yeah, the lock journey has been interesting. Um, a lot of DMs. A lot of DMs that are are and are not wanted. I'll just put it that way. Um, so yeah, other than that, um, my week was. Uh, I'm still getting to know this company. <laughs> I'm still getting to know this company, and to get to truly get to know a company, you have to meet their star white woman. <laughs> and this bitch is terrifying. Wow. I don't trust anybody that doesn't have footsteps. I don't trust anybody that doesn't that that works in retail and wears heels. She just apparates. This bitch just appears. <laughs> and I don't trust anybody that works in retail and wears heels, man. Like, fam, that's how I know you don't do a goddamn thing. You wear, she wears heels and you can't hear her coming. And you can't hear her coming. Mm-hmm. So she got a brisk walk. Hell no. Nah. I know she don't do shit. She one of them white women that just sit in the office and drink coffee. I see that now. And them the worst ones. Because they don't understand any of what it's like to actually engage a customer or a client. They don't. Man. Yeah. I'm I'm watching this bitch. For real. I'm watching her. Like, I'm watching her like Daniel Kaluuya should have been watching Allison Williams. And get out. Because she's just somewhere plotting shit listening to the Dirty Dancing soundtrack. I already see it. She already got DNA samples of you. You don't even know it. Sam. Fam, when she said when when she said somebody needs to clean the bathroom, I took it upon myself to wipe that bitch top to bottom. I ain't cleaned a bathroom since my first year at Half Price. I wiped that bitch top to bottom like I was like like I was covering for the killer. I don't want her to have any evidence whatsoever. That's what it's like with me dealing with me. And strange white women that I don't know. I don't trust her for a single solitary second. How was your week, D. Randall? Uh, in a word, busy. Gotcha. And I'm not one of those glory hounds who's like, oh, that's just so busy that it was just. I don't. I don't do busy porn. It was. It was, <laughs> it was just busy. Yeah, I feel and, you. And, you know, it's it's it's. it's you know, it's that time. You know, coming up on Labor Day, man. You got got stuff to get done. Yeah. At the job, um, I think one episode one fifty was a good point for us to take a quick break. I agree, and, and kind of regather. 
Shout out to everybody that helped episode 150 happen, yeah. man. Everybody deserves a round of applause for that. Super shout out to Chef driving all the way from San Antonio? Austin. 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 With grub. With grub. A sufficient grub, man. Yeah, that man. was wonderful. Quesadillas, meatballs. hitting, the dog. Little spinach popper joints. Yes. I don't even know what those were. Yes. Weren't those so good? I don't know what they were, but they were good. They were delicious. Yeah, man. Um, shout out to Chef. Everybody, Euphonic, Ariel, yeah. Lala, DJ Byrne even came through. First time out the house in a while. Yes. Um, man, uh, shout out to he's in he's in such great spirits and he is recovering so well. Man, can't believe we almost lost him. Man, I, I don't know what life would be and I don't know what this program would be. That man, as far as the fandom goes. There are a handful of people that are the heart and soul of the fandom. And DJ Byrne is one of those people. Very so good dude. Good to meet him. Hit him with the air horns, man, for real. Um, everybody that came through my whole my whole crew of, I mean, they might as well be day ones. Uh, uh, Roy, Amanda, uh, man, I love all y'all to death, man. Um, Tell Roy to put on a full shirt next time. Man. Never. It will never happen. It will never happen. In the history of you, if you ever see him again, he will not have a full <laughs> shirt on then. Whatever he's doing right now, probably probably Call of Duty with the fellas, <laughs> he does not have a full shirt on then. It's not going to happen. Yeah. It doesn't happen with Euphonic. Here's something funny that people don't know about Euphonic. Uh, he, used to work, uh, he used to work somewhere where you had to wear a suit. Mm-hmm. Underneath the jacket, the arms, his arms are so enormous that all the arms of his shirts are cut off to make short sleeves. But if you look closely, they're cut off as if he grew into the Incredible Hulk and ripped them. <laughs> that is my nigga. That is my nigga. And that's why I love this nigga. It's like, you know, they, they have they have stretch anyway. <laughs> don't I, I don't think that matters. I don't think that matters. It was college. It was college. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, he was wearing a dicky under that jacket, <laughs> just the front of a shirt. Oh man. Um, so yeah, uh, starting out with love. As long as we're continuing with love, flowers go to Tyron Woodley. There's a reason now. It, Part of this is a mea culpa of uh, because I've given Tyrone Woodley a lot of shit because as far as I'm concerned, Tyrone Woodley been washed for like over a year um, and been washed for some time. Uh, his if depend on who you the experts you ask, his 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 chin is just done. And that's a bad position to be in when your chin is just done in ultimate fighting. It's hidden behind a beard now. <laughs> a substantial beard. Um, and he's fighting Jake Paul. He is the next person um, to fight Jake Paul for what I can only assume is a large bag and clout. Um, I believe that's happening tonight. Yeah. Sunday night as we speak. I have not looked at the fight card. I it almost the fight card almost doesn't matter because it's gonna be a bunch of it's gonna be some more washed people. Mm-hmm. 
um, that we can laugh at. Uh, just like the last time Jake Paul got up there. Um, so Showtime had this little 24-7 preview. I hate Showtime for this. Jake Paul, I don't want to see a fucking Jake Paul 24-7. Or whatever they call him. Um, you know, where they follow him around leading up to the yeah, fight and all that yeah, shit. I think it is 24-7. Man, I, I know they're trying to bring back boxing as a legitimate sport. To be taken seriously. This is not the way. I don't want to see Jake Paul, you know, and his home life and the people that he pays to train him talking about what a dedicated person, what a dedicated person he is to the art form and how he just has a a work ethic like no one else in the business. I don't want to see him running and slow motion shadow boxing on the beach. I don't want to see none of that shit. Not from Jake Paul. I don't want to see it from Tyrone, Tyrone Woodley, to be honest with you. But one thing that came of all this Jake Paul, Tyrone Woodley hype uh-huh. is a face-off. A little, It almost looks like a rap radar interview to me. <laughs> it has all the trappings and videography. and like It looked like the same person who would do like rap radar. And yeah. I'm pretty sure the dude interviewing is that guy. <laughs> Wouldn't be surprised. So... Tyrone Woodley gave him the reading of his life. And I didn't expect this smart a reading from someone who gets punched in the head and face as much as Tyrone Woodley has. But he did that, and I'm just going to try to pull it up here. Um, Let me see if I can get this going. Just a moment. Uh, You know, when you're the engineer of your own your own fucking podcast hey, takes some hey I mean that's what happens sometimes you just gotta deal with it oh I thought I was going oh it's not doing anything I don't know why Jake Paul hating on you Jake Paul hating on me. he doesn't want he doesn't want me to he doesn't want me to play this it's not muted is it on the on the board on the board yes it is yeah Question. Since you're answer so gangster, my question. Since you're so I'm from Ferguson. I answer. How many people in your neighborhood yeah. dress like you? How many rap videos have you watched? Exactly. How many? Uh, 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 culture. That's what I am. I lived it. So, They're rapping about my lifestyle. You a fucking mm-hmm. joke. And you trying to vulture from it. Since you're and so come so Sunday, you know what's gonna happen? You're gonna get hit with a whole bunch of culture. Mm-hmm. And your whole jawline gonna shift. That long jawline, probably from PEDs. Since you're so you gangster. Since you're so gangster, just sort of. <laughs> Wait a minute. Hit him with the air horns. I mean. <laughs> you going to get hit with a whole bunch of culture. I mean. Your jawline going to expand. I mean, that long jawline, maybe because of PEDs. I don't know. Oh. That nigga said. That nigga said. How many white boys dress like you where you from? He's like, where you from? I'm from Ferguson, the murder capital of the world. Where you from? (laughs) Oh, see, y'all didn't get the the best part was that he was literally, his face was stuck when he asked him those questions. And he couldn't say shit. And he didn't have a cute little comeback. He didn't have a little troll for him. Culture. That's right. No matter how I feel about Tyron Woodley, 
Tyrell Woodley is the culture. For better or worse, people like him that embrace who they are in and out of the ring, him, shout out to guys like him, shout out to guys like Aljamain Sterling, um, uh, Curtis Blades. We are the culture. And when you have contact sports, black people have such a history with sports and with contact sports, we are unavoidable in arenas like this, whether it be UFC or MMA or whatever, Bellator, whatever you got, yep. whether it be boxing, we are unavoidable. And when you, when it, no matter how many white people are legitimate boxers, no matter how hard Jake Paul trains, he is a visitor. He is a visitor, and he knows that, and he dresses himself up as someone who doesn't know they're a visitor. And Jake Paul, I think, is too shrewd as far as um, as as far as PR to not realize that, because his brother does. Racist fuck he is, and. This is how we treat visitors. This is how we should treat visitors. Why don't the brothers ever box each other? They won't. That's mm. that's a there's either they're saving that bag. That's that's the falling off bag there. Yeah. Like, that's when they know they can't juice another cent out of this. Yeah. That's when we'll get that bag. And Tyrone Woodley treated him like I wish we would treat all of these visitors. Mm-hmm. On every level. I'm looking at you, Peter Rosenberg. Ooh. I'm looking at even shit, even Ebro. I'm looking at, like, I really want us to start treating these visitors like this. Because at the end of the day, they're just going to pivot. Once, once they figure out this shit don't work for them. Even the ones I like. Machine Gun Kelly doesn't sound anything like the Machine Gun Kelly I fuck with mm. anymore. He got a taste of he got a taste of Megan Fox's vampire pussy, and we haven't seen the old Machine Gun Kelly since. Hey, hey, hey! Won't he do it? And so, salute to people like Tyrone Woodley who are just going to open up and say it. You are a fucking vulture. You are a fucking vulture, and no matter how much you you appear to commit yourself and dedicate yourself to excellence in this thing, mm-hmm. you're still. Ex- you're still only excellent for a visitor. Yep. And I hope to God that Tyrone Woodley is not so washed that he cannot complete his promise to give Jake Paul a face full of culture. Hashtag, we are the fucking culture. Mm-hmm. We are the culture shirts are also on sale on opinionswildblack.com. Yep. <laughs> Salute to Tyrone Woodley. Give him the big round of applause and now the humans ain't shit damn uh so we got to catch up on a few things y'all and as usual y'all disappointed me y'all disappointed me deeply y'all disappointed me deeply um in dealing with someone that i know well that i don't know um but that i love and that i've that I have previously dated in my mind. Mm. Um, I don't appreciate the way y'all have treated my imaginary girlfriend, Lizzo. Oh. 
don't appreciate this at all whatsoever. Um, so what what had happened? What had happened was, um, as as Lizzo usually does, she's she's standing on this platform of telling all the haters and all the fat shamers and all the fat phobes to suck a dick. And she came out with a new song that to this day I have not heard with uh, Cardi B called Rumors, which pretty much embraces the whole um, uh, addressing the haters and, you know, shaking them off. And from what I've heard, from what I've been told, the song is not it. I don't have any real intellectual curiosity to hear it because I don't really have that much intellectual curiosity about Lizzo's music at all. None whatsoever. Um, I've only heard one Lizzo song in my entire life. That's all I really need to hear. I'm a fan of what she does culturally. And that doesn't really take me listening to the music. Just like I'm a fan of what Lil Nas X does culturally. But that doesn't really require me to listen, actively listen to Lil Nas X ever. And she was not received well. And there were some honest critiques of the song. I'll give it that. But a lot of it, it was a very, it, a lot of it was very mean-spirited. And a lot of it was, was kind of people that had been waiting to be mean-spirited to Lizzo kind of hiding amongst the genuine critique people, the genuine critique people. Saying that, uh, saying that she, she just need to get over it, the unhealthy fat bitch. Saying she, her music isn't black enough, whatever the fuck that means. And a lot of it was just very cruel. And I think, it, it, and I think people are so ready to, have, to, to try to do this whole nobody is above critique thing that they pretend that there isn't a huge element of critique against Lizzo that is kind of mean-spirited and nasty. Yeah, and you know I'm, I'm I'm one of those people that and I'm just being transparent here. I'm I'm one of those people that's indifferent to Lizzo creatively. Like I, I right, what I've heard from her, I've, I'm not. It, it's not something that necessarily interests me. And but, I'm, but I also think it's not marketed for us, right? But I I also know that a lot of the the blowback she gets is because of the way that she's marketed. She's she's I mean. Let's be real. She's marketed as a novelty. She's she's not marketed as someone who is making great music. She's marketed as a big girl who doesn't give a fuck what the haters say. Correct. And the problem is, or one of the problems is, that will always leave the door open for the haters to say things. Um, I just wish they would be honest about it. I just wish... They would be honest about what's happening because, well, I, you know what? Keep going. Well, that's what I was going to say. Like, you know, if if you're if you're tired of her, if you feel this way, if you're tired of her being shoved down your throat, that's that's one thing. But you know, people have to, and I know people can't. People have to realize that all those efforts come from the labels or marketing entities or whatever you want to call it, and not necessarily directly from the artists, but because she is the central focus of all this, um, that that venom 
comes out against her. And it's going to sting a little bit. Um, you know, it, 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 when I, if I were to advise her to do anything, it would be out of self-preservation and not necessarily for me telling her what's, what to do for her own good. Cause I don't, I don't have any right to do that, but for self-preservation, maybe she should stop engaging um, because people are going to continue to be mean. And even, I mean, even if it's not fair to her, because you should be able to live your life the way that you want and, and be who you want without, you know, being looked down upon. But there are mean spirited people that will not allow the, you know, if things were fair model. Yeah. To continue. That's also true. Um, which is why I stick by the, and this is the only time I'm going to mention this on this broadcast, which is why I stick by my Kanye rule of everything. Like, I legitimately stopped listening to his music a long time ago, let's just say. Okay. And I genuinely have no interest in what he says or does. Like, how long? Like, did you hear Pablo? I heard it. Okay. I did not think it was good. Like, okay. Like, I'm telling you, I, I stopped. I, I stopped actively listening to him at 808. I don't blame you. Um, you know, people try to, you know, people still talk about dark, twisted fantasy. It is what it is. Yeah, I fuck with it. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. I can respect your opinion on that. But, you know, I just, I lost interest in right. listening to his music at some point. And it's not the cultural event for you that it is for other people. Oh, not at all. Not even remotely. And especially with his, you know, his his sharp turn into anti-blackness over the last few years. And people can say that yeah. I'm people can say that I'm I'm being hyperbolic by saying it. But no, his actions, his actions have been anti-black. His actions have been very anti-black. And you are a fool. If you if you just overlook that and ride his dick about whatever he's dropping musically like that to me, that. He is directly, he has directly been directly harmful to the very people that idolize him and slob on his knob. So, but I also know that because I don't fuck with him the long way or the short way, I don't even hate listening to his music because I don't even want to get into a whole thing where I'm critiquing him about anything. Right. And to, to bring it back to Lizzo, if you feel that strongly about disliking Lizzo, why do you listen to then her? Then don't listen to her. Don't look at her. Don't, you know. Like, I'm, I'm actually tripping that whatever I did to my algorithms, like, I didn't get any, I didn't get any Kanye snippets. I didn't get any leaks. I didn't get any announcements for the album. Everything that I knew about the album just came from, like, people posting in, in threads that I'm in. And that's the, and, and that's the amazing thing. I, and to, to, to reinforce what you're saying, that's the amazing thing about the Lizzo haters to me is that, they're the ones that seem to go out of their way to know every single thing and every move she makes about what she does. Mm -hmm. I, I'm a fan of Lizzo just because of her cultural impact and her, um, her inclusion as far as uh, representation of, of plus-size people. Mm -hmm. um, I've probably only ever heard a single song from Lizzo and didn't listen to the whole thing. You've heard and more than I have. 
and didn't need to and, and didn't need to to support her for the reasons that I support her. Um, the haters know all the songs. Mm-hmm. They talk about how tired they are of hearing. I don't understand the logic of people being tired of hearing anything in the era of the internet. I don't understand. I'm not tired of hearing Kanye's music because I don't hear it. I'm tired of people that like Kanye, though, talking about it. I, I am. Okay, that's fair. That's cha- fair. changed my life. When Donna drops, I'm not going to sleep for 72 hours. <laughs> I waited in line for four hours to buy a $300 T-shirt. Please, Kanye, please come and save us. I paid $200. Stand in the stadium and watch this fool run around the middle of the stadium listening to music that wasn't done yet. But Kanye changed my life. I spent $800 on this nigga in the last month and he's released no music. He's a genius. Niggas just sit around watching art installations. Right. He's a genius. He's a genius because he grifted me out of my money. This nigga, this nigga basically did what every artist in Bushwick, New York does. <laughs> I'm about to miss a car payment. Tiny art gallery. Because I bought a sweatshirt from Kanye. He's a genius. Oh, my God. He changed my life. $60 on chicken tenders. He made another song about Jesus. That shit don't slap, though, but he changed my life. Oh, Kanye, will you come save us? Oh, shit. And for all and and to bring it back around again for all the mea culpa people give Kanye, none of that clemency goes towards Lizzo. None of it. Because she didn't make Donda. Because she didn't make Donda. She didn't. <laughs> she didn't. She didn't make Walking Dead chic clothes like. <laughs> None, and, and that's why I get on people so hard about these black women is because none of the clemency we give these niggas ever translates over to these women. And it's always in one excuse or another. And the worst excuse I've heard yet is, well, she's a celebrity. She should, she should She's supposed to be able to take that. She's a celebrity. Celebrity got to wipe their ass when they shit, just like you. Celebrities are people. Celebrities are people. They're human beings. And I don't understand... At what juncture we stopped understanding that, or why? Or sometimes I do. Sometimes I understand that. Sometimes I think people are resentful and 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 kind of just over certain aspects of celebrity worship. But I think they lay that at the wrong celebrities' doorsteps, mm-hmm. and I don't think that's a good reason to dunk on somebody saying that they're not black enough. That's that's one of the worst insults you can really level at somebody. That's why I don't level it lightly. Uh, That's why why I save it for the people I save it for. Um, Lizzo hasn't really done anything to anyone. I could get into the Sha'Carri Richardson thing, but but that's a whole lot of, there's a whole lot more to unpack there. Mm -hmm. Um, and some of the responses I've heard as the excuse uh, for leveling into Shakari Richardson the way people have, I want her to tighten up, but I also want people to admit that her losing one race resulted in a, a, a level of humiliation that I don't think would the punishment fit the crime. She lost a race. In spectacular fashion. Um, now, 
Now if, Le- now, if LeBron did the same shit, yeah, and people tried to lean into LeBron. If LeBron doesn't even make the playoffs, they're not going to lean into LeBron the same way. And will fight in the street to defend him. Now, Kobe fans, on the other hand, well, I'm not going to No, 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 no. But a nigga drove a whole, a whole state over to fight a nigga over Kobe. <laughs> Meet me in Temecula. You know what I'm saying? Kobe fans are something different. But, you know, Shikari is still young enough that, you know, she can she can get back on track with it. But she she really she really does need somebody with her best interests at heart to really sit her down and just to kind of just to just kind of temper, you know, temper what you say. Relax, bro. You Tighten know, up. You got a long way to go. You just you just started. Don't don't start coming from the for the goddess Allison Phoenix. Even though you know what she said, I, I don't I don't I take don't, it in the same context that a lot of people do. I don't think that's I don't think it was that serious. But still, be mindful. Of what you put out there, especially right after, you know. She a, even congratulated the girl. Yeah, after being in the hotbed for some other shit. But she's also only 21. Um, she is in a world now where at the age, of, I mean, if you're running on your own right now and you're open to everything, you're still too young at 21, I think. Like maturity-wise, she still needs she still needs a, a Jamal, so to speak. And you know what? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think anything she said, even if you didn't like it, makes her the villain that people are making her out to be. Mm-mm. And also, I think was kind of hyped up media-wise because she didn't say anything untrue. She said, look, people say, I mean, people going to get on interviews and say cutesy shit um, in, the, in the moment to look good on camera every day. We do it every day on social media. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's untrue. And not for nothing, but when Cardi said shit like this, everybody was good with it. Because we knew that's just how Cardi was. That's where Cardi from. I don't understand. Well, partially, I, I partially understand why mm-hmm. Shikari doesn't get the same clemency. Because this is a monster that we created. Yes. This is a monster that we created. And, the, and, why I, and I'm not calling her a monster I'm caught. I'm talking about the whole ego thing, the whole ecosystem of what she's doing around this whole Allison Felix thing, because I you can't say that her humiliation in losing that race and the there is making the highlight reel on ESPN and people saying a couple of funny things. Mm-hmm. And that's what happened to her. And what happened to her was niggas vi- on some nanana boo boo stick your head and doo doo shit. <laughs> they I, people went in, but we also know that the nature of celebrity today is people will always want to tear you down as quickly as possible. And that's it, true. And we're not even talking about just just like regular people. We're talking about media personalities. There is a greater story. In, in someone's downfall than there is in their rise. It's true. So people are more invested in seeing you fall than seeing you accomplish things. That is, that's the part of it that's unfair for everybody, which is also why you need someone to pull you to the side and say, hold up. Tighten up. Now, before you say this, keep your shit together. Because the, the unfortunate side of it is everything is a popularity contest nowadays. This is true. And if you are not popular... Then you don't have the good faith of the people, right? 
and 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 Kanye is the only WWE villain who can who can get heat. He seems to be immune being a villain, and and be successful with it. He's he's the only one right now that can do it. But everybody, especially if you're a woman, unfortunately, if, if he people goes twice as hard, yeah, if people have lost their favor upon you, it does affect you in the long run. Yeah, man. I just I. The way we treat these people, even even if it, like, even if there's some justification in it, I just don't feel like the punishment meets the crime, and it, it comes back to, and then y'all wonder why women say they don't, black women say they don't feel protected because they don't get any room to fuck up ever. They don't get any room to fuck up. They don't get any room to be human. They don't get any room. Like, if this was anybody else, for the longest, people people tried this, oh, Kanye's mama died, so we understand shit. This girl's mama died months ago, less than that, mm-hmm. a matter of weeks ago. And none of that same energy and none of that same kind of forgiveness and clemency is brought her way at all. Just over her basically doing an interview and saying, look, I lost. And good for them that won. But I'm still that, but I'm still that bitch. And they still gonna have to come see me next time. And I'm gonna have some heat for their ass. That ain't no different than anything any of these niggas say in the press conferences. That ain't no different than anything Muhammad Ali said in the day. That ain't no different from any of that shit. You're an athlete. You're supposed to. Be confident in yourself. You're an entertainer. You're supposed to be confident in yourself, but people are also supposed to remember that you are human. As a black woman, not only human, but not allowed enough humanity to even breathe. Song of the week, man. Mm -hmm. Just to to brighten things up a little bit, it's 150. It's a, it's episode 151. We're coming back off of a strong landmark episode. Yes. I got to come with it. And just to, just to break up this notion, well, it is kind of a love song. <laughs> <laughs> but just to break up this notion that I'm just putting on all fuck music, which is not the case, um, the Foreign Exchange is celebrating, what, 20 years almost? Closing in on more than it. Gotta be. Feels like about 20 years. It's been a while. Um, but is the anniversary, this past week was the anniversary of their debut album, Connected. Um, for those of you who don't know who the Foreign Exchange is, Fonte from Little Brother. Um, you also might listen to him uh, occasionally when he's been on Quest Love Supreme. Um, also has a Grammy a, a Grammy nominated album. Uh, shout out to uh, shout out to our boy DJ Cosmos, uh, who lended his his hand on that. Let me hit Cosmos the air horns. Um, teamed up with a legendary Dutch producer by the name of Nicolay. Um, and which is where they got the name Foreign Exchange because they never met in person. During the making of this first album. Exchange files over AOL Instant Messenger. 
And I think they met over like okay player. Yep. Okay, but man, social media has come such a long way. Okay player. Um and they became the foreign exchange. I believe they have a new artist that has some that has some jamming shit out right now. Um maybe I'll play it next week. Until then, I'm not playing anything off of Connected because even though Connected is a landmark album that created them, the album that brought me to them and made me understand exactly how hard they go is Leave It All Behind. And I'm not even playing anything off of that. I thought I was. <laughs> I thought I was. I had to clarify this uh, because it, it has that Leave It All Behind sound when Fonte just leans straight into the R&B, the R&B vibe before yeah. Drake, mind you. Um, this is from Authenticity. This is called Maybe She'll Dream of Me. Pour yourself something. Get comfortable. We're going to have a great show. Yes. And we will be back with more Opinions While Black. Let's go. Thinking that you're out of my league 
Walking around looking like something right out of my dreams. People saying me and you is like the finest cheerleader. Going with the dude that got picked last for the team. But desires a miraculous thing. When your soul get ravenous, all you want is just a little happiness. And you would gladly grab it from the average things. No matter how it look or how absurd that it seems. So it's pertinent to stay with what is working. I mean, even if your perfect is alerted by screams and whispers and yells and wh- and how are they together, man? I just can't believe This is something that the OGs call composure Keep me in mind Baby, you're my star and I know we aligned Sweet candy for me and my dreaming eyes And when I lay down at night, maybe you'll be in mind You know what I'm saying? When she lays down at night I wonder what she sees When she thinks of paradise Maybe she'll dream of me So And that was Maybe She'll Dream of Me by the Foreign Exchange. Just good. Just, like, that was my original, like, feel-good music in college, man. There was no way you could hear, you could listen to the Foreign Exchange, even if it was kind of a sad song, and feel bad. Yeah. Like, Fonche, for, for him to be as niggerish as he is... It's just the most uplifting dude. Like, he's just the coolest, positive dude. I've never heard of him having the, any just outright negative, terrible shit to say about nobody. Uh, I do agree with his uh, evaluation of Nas being the M. Night Shyamalan of hip-hop. <laughs> that's, 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 a very, that's a very friendly <laughs> thing compared to mine, but... Uh... I agree with it now more than ever. Yeah. So that movie, Old, mm-hmm. bro, there are some movies where I know it's going to be stupid and I'll be sham-wowing myself to go see it. But I want to know what the what they say the twist is. Mm-hmm. So I just look up the whole plot on Wikipedia. I did. <sighs> Fam. Yeah. Midnight, M. Night Shyamalan is an appropriate comparison. Yeah. Anyway, I'm not. I'm not going to go into my whole synopsis of the plot <laughs> of the plot synopsis of old. But yeah, no, that, it's basically you know that a twist is coming. The question is, how dumb is the twist going to be? And, and the answer was quite dumb. Dumb as hell. Yeah, I had a bunch of bullshit. Uh. Anyway, yeah. Uh, shout out to the foreign exchange. Shout out to Nicolay. Uh, shout out to Fonte. Um, just, just genuinely, just good, good music all the way through. My favorite part is just even the little things. My favorite part is how they end that song with the piano, with the, with the with the piano uh uh interlude with the little piano riffs and all that. That's just little touches like that yeah. just make a great song. Yeah. Um, speaking of music, uh, 
So it, it has kind of become, and I want to be clear, a lot of this is not only media hype but fan hype. Just a lot of niggas sitting around on Twitter going, what if? Um, like y'all the hip-hop watchers. And uh, it's a lot of kind of clash of the music titans in people's heads. So it's like Kanye versus Drake and now Kendrick. And now Kendrick has entered the chat because Kendrick has announced that he will be coming out with an album that is going to be his last TDE album. Uh, do we have a date on that? No? Nope. No? Okay. So soon, probably. Let's see. Uh, and we have something from Universal. We have something from Kanye on the Instagrams. Universal put, out, put my album out without my approval, and they blocked Jail 2 from being on the album. Is Jail 2 the, uh, the, the baby joint? And Jail 2 is, in fact, on the album. It is, in fact, on the album. Yeah, looks like it's on the album. We just checked Spotify. So, y'all, y'all check in on your boy. <laughs> or don't. Check in on your boy. I, I, I saw some type of text thread where... Supposedly the baby's the baby's manager was trying to yeah whatever whatever the baby so whatever so the baby's manager did not clear the song uh, to be on the album and he texted the and he texted first his people texted him and then he texted the baby about it the baby had no idea and that was no thing on his part and was like well I'll my bad I'll touch base with him we'll make sure that happens immediately. And Kanye goes on this whole rant and was kind of, well, it was a rant for him. It was like, oh, there's people in your camp that don't want you to win. They're trying to destroy you. And then by, by proxy, they're trying to destroy me. It's <laughs> just a bunch of shit that if you, were in the, if you were in the recording area, you could see how sick Randall is of all of this. And I don't blame him. So, yeah, um, Kendrick has not yet announced a date. Kendrick has not announced a date. Uh, however, Drake... Uh, has definitely announced a date. Baby. Um, Certified Lover Boy will be coming out September 3rd. Labor Day weekend. Mm-hmm. Getting us ready. Mm-hmm. That's a good weekend. That's a good weekend to drop. Yeah. That's a good, smart weekend to drop. I'm going to be ready. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been, me working five days, a, like me working weekdays now has me entirely too excited about a three day weekend now. Welcome to adulthood. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, and so uh, he, is, he is announced. And now, as we are recording this, Drake, uh, not Drake, uh, Kanye has dropped uh, Donda, the Donda album. Now, for those of you that are wondering, Randall has not listened to the album, nor does he intend to. Nope. I, uh, against my better judgment, listened to a good percentage of Donda. I will say a little more than half. Here's my overview of what I heard of Donda. Um, I'm going to let Randall take a nap for this one. Okay. Uh, I should have taken a nap while listening to the album. You know how we always say Earl's sweatshirt sounds like he raps like he's bleeding out? 
and these are the last words he'll ever get out before he dies. Kanye mixed this album and produced these and 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 selected these beats as if this is going to be his death rattle. This album, I'll call this now and forever the funeral album. You know that part on Collateral at the end where Jamie Foxx shoots Tom Cruise and Tom Cruise is sitting there on the train and tells it as he's dying and tells that story about the guy on the uh, about uh, about the guy on the train who who dies and no one notices and the movie just ends with Tom Cruise sitting there looking at his own blood sitting up dying but in a way where people will think he's just asleep and no one notices you could take any beat any song that I heard on this album, put it against that scene at the end of the movie, and the movie make and the movie and the music both make perfect sense. Sounds about right because one of the guys in one of the threads I'm on who was hate listening to it, which I don't do anymore, he said, and I quote, Kanye sounds like a corpse. That's exactly what he sounds like. Interesting. He sounds like this is what he's doing in the 30 minutes before he gets off from work when he's completely checked out. What better way to pay tribute to your dead mother? This is... That was uncalled for. That was a little, that was a little much. That was... <laughs> I also don't care. Okay. <laughs> um, this... And so, yeah, this sounds like that last... You're killing that last, like, 45 minutes to an hour of work. You've, you've checked out. You ain't doing shit else for the rest of the day. You're just staying busy to look busy. And that's one. This is the funeral out. This is the four. This is the 415 album. It's 415. And you have to fill these last 45 minutes. I'm not going to start anything new. I'm not starting any new Nobody projects. better come in because I don't feel like fucking. I've already counted my till. Exactly. I'm not. I'm not. Giving out any more change for the rest of the day. I'm not walking anybody to where the items are. I'm just pointing. <laughs> just keep going. To the left. To, 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 yeah. No, that's the restroom. Just a little. There you go. Right there. Just There you go. The just, one on the top. Yeah, that's the one. There's a step stool. There's a step stool at the end of the aisle. Let me know if you have any questions. Now nah, you're good. Yeah, that's it. No, nah, we don't. We don't have any in the back. We ain't got none of them. No, no. What you? What we got out is what we got I out. I don't even need to check. I know. Not at all. Because somebody, somebody just came in a little while ago. Asked for the same thing. Everything that's out is out, man. Yeah. That's it. That's. Nah, you're good. All right. Let me, all right. Let me let me know when you're ready. Uh, team team lift. Nah, man, you got it. Nah, uh, you you good. I got ain't nobody covering up here. I got to <laughs> stay up here. That's what this album sounded like. That's exactly what this album sounded like. Also, you're welcome for another episode of Nigga Peace Theater. Um, <clears throat> I only like two songs. I like the I like the Weekend collab out of like 27. There were 27 songs on this album. Let's talk. Let's start there. That's the first problem. 27 songs. 
Now, I know a lot of people have complained about the short albums these days and you know, uh, so I wasn't look I wasn't expecting like a 13-minute album like Summer Walker does. But I definitely wasn't expecting 20 27 songs of Kanye back when we liked Kanye was a lot. That's a lot. I can't listen to 27 songs from a nigga I fuck with. That's got to be some hard rapping. And on the other side of the spectrum, uh-uh. I can't listen. Right. Didn't, didn't Tech 9 come out with, with, a, with some shit that was like 27, 30 songs or some shit? I wouldn't know because I didn't listen to that shit either. Tech 9 came out with a long ass album. I wasn't committing myself to that much hard rapping. <laughs> I wasn't. Him and Immortal Tech got that bad. <laughs> Boy. Niggas be on that apocalyptic rap. <laughs> The actual end of the world is shorter than your album. Oh man, that nigga, boy! It's it took the it took the Night's Watch. The Night's Watch defended the wall from the Wildlings quicker than it took fucking Immortal Technique to get through an album. Fam, so I so I and that's a nigga that I fuck with. So I definitely wasn't fucking with Kanye for twenty seven songs, and I knew I was gonna tap out either from fatigue. Or from this album just not being good. And fortunately, the album was not good, so I got to tap out pretty quickly. Mm. The only two songs I fucked with was the song, was the, the Weekend collab, and that was mostly for the sake of the weekend. And there's another joint that, that has a Lauren Hill sample on it. And that was the first time I felt some life in this album. And that was at least halfway through. It took that long to get this album going. And I knew I knew it was going to be a long day when the album starts out with someone saying Donda for three to four minutes in the intro. Over and over. Donda, 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 Donda. I, honestly, I thought this was a prank and that the whole album was going to be that. And that was going to be the joke. This is the worst attempt of anything I've seen musically from Kanye West. I thought Yeezus was going to hold that title, but I actually like some songs from Yeezus. It was just not a cohesive project to me. This goes beyond not being cohesive and goes into the realm of not being good at all. 27 songs. I got maybe 14 to 15 songs of the way, and I only enjoyed two. That's not a good average. That's not a good average. That's Ben Simmons' numbers. Mm. Mm. That's Ben Simmons' numbers. That's Pat Beverly numbers, to be honest with you. Fuck Pat Beverly. Donda was not a good album. Donda was not enjoyable. There's nothing positive I can say about Donda outside of the two songs I liked that merit me ever listening to Donda again. I might give it one more try. Maybe. After an edible. Maybe after two edibles. 
That boy tweaking. Yeah, he's tweaking. Ain't that what they're saying now? That's what they're saying now for some reason. <clears throat> can someone explain to me the tweaking thing? If, if there's anyone out there listening that can explain the tweaking thing, who came up? Who did? Who did? Who did that? Where it's coming from, and who they're addressing? Um, uh, please hit us up in the appropriate uh, social medias and or opinions while black at gmail dot com. Um, so Drake can go ahead and come out with this album. Come out with this album, and I won't even say Drake's coming back to save music. I'll just say he's coming to wash the taste of Donda out of my brain. Won't be hard to do. Not at all. He could play Laugh Now, Cry Later 27 times. Call that an album, and it would still be better than anything that happened on Donda. By the way, y'all, just for the record, people will stop talking about Donda by Tuesday. Facts. There's nothing to say. There's nothing to say about it. I've said everything that there is to say. That's Jordan Woods. I just wanted to share that with you. I feel better about Donna. In now. case you hadn't seen that, I, I, oh, I did. I, when, when she just posted it, like right when. You, <laughs> this is true. Okay, this, this is true. I, I, okay, <laughs> these things, both things, can be true. <laughs> if Jordan, if Jordan Woods posted, I saw it. If she wrote it, I read it. Damn, you were quick because she posted it at some point while you were here. It's, this is true. This, you're right. You're correct. Um, I was actually checking the Instagrams for the, the listener letter section, but yeah. Oh. That was the first thing that came up. You, you checked to see if she had submitted the letter, huh? The, I, I did. The algorithms be knowing. <laughs> Worried about a Carl Anthony Towns? Get the fuck out of here. Uh. He well, got, I'm a little. I am a little worried. He got weak knees anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh man, what's what else is going on? <laughs> shit, this R. Kelly shit's getting worse. <laughs> I said last time. I told you every time you hear about the R. Kelly case, there's a new worse element to it. And now this week, the new worse element is that not only is that now there are people testifying that not only was uh, Aaliyah Aaliyah was pregnant that Aaliyah was like they were they were forging documents for her uh, pretending that she was of age because Aaliyah was in fact um, if you believe them 15 and pregnant I remember remember hearing these rumors at the time and they forged documents so she could get an abortion over state lines this shit gets a little worse every time and now somebody else is stepping. Now this this part isn't necessarily worse, but some woman has stepped up and said that uh, she had a sexual relationship with R. Kelly. She lied and said she was nineteen, but when she came clean and said she was that, that she was actually fifteen, mm. R. Kelly said, "Okay, well that's cool. Just keep it to yourself." To the surprise of no one. Uh, surprising, absolutely no one. Actually, that he would prefer it that way. He was like, "Oh, really? Bet." Like everyone involved. Anybody that was remotely close to R. Kelly at this time in his career needs to go to prison. Everybody. Everybody. This is a criminal enterprise. Throw them motherfuckers under the... This is child trafficking. There are people that worked at McDonald's that we need to talk to. Real talk. There are people that worked at McDonald's. Man, the nigga was looking for bitches at Play Place. (laughs) (laughs) The nigga was... 
nigga in the kitty slide looking for bitches. What the fuck? Everybody and everybody that was working at McDonald's didn't need to go to prison. Cause they knew what the fuck he was doing. Just cause this nigga got just cause this nigga got fancy clothes on. If that motherfucker had been a, had been an unwashed looking white boy in a trench coat, they'd have had the police up there. No, they wouldn't. Well, they would have waited until after they shot everybody up, <laughs> <laughs> or until five oh one when they got off. Yeah, <laughs> and they would have bought the nigga McDonald's. One hundred percent. I know you killed half the staff here, but uh, can't let these Big Macs go to waste. Are you hungry? Yeah, fuck out of here, man. This is a whole. This is a criminal enterprise. This this is a criminal network organization where the money has run out, and now everybody's fleeing like rats in a ship mm-hmm. and trying to turn that state's evidence so they can keep their ass out of prison. And probably mm-hmm. we're going to hear about it 10 years from now yep. that, there, that there is R. Kelly memorabilia, that there is a black market of R. Kelly memorabilia. I know it. I know for a fact this is going to happen. Hear me out. They gonna visit this house like the Manson house. They gonna do. Remember American Beauty, where the where where Chris Cooper had all the Nazi paraphernalia mm, and shit. Because mm-hmm. he had found like what, or they like found it during the war or some shit. Yeah, it's gonna be like that. R. Kelly gonna have like girls' panties in a secret closet. Man, framed. This gonna this gonna be the highest budget biopic you ever saw in your life. Oh, they gonna get a like Aldous High is gonna be R. Kelly, my nigga. Oh no, like, man. Like they go no, they they gonna get a real name out here. Like like I'm telling you, like don't let Aldous do it. Though, this is gonna be a star. No, 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 it's gonna be unavoidable. If he's not R. Kelly, he's gonna be somebody. Let Nick Cannon do this. this yeah, Nick Cannon should definitely play R. Kelly. I agree with that. <laughs> I've never agreed with anything more in my life. The only reason I wouldn't want to see that is because it would be just my luck that this be an award, uh, some shit he wins an award for, and Nick Cannon should not win an award for anything. Ever, unless they start handing out awards for being mediocre at literally everything you've ever done in your career. Well, that's most award shows now. That's true. Mark Wahlberg wins awards, so obviously. Obviously, they're handing out awards for mediocrity. Does Channing Tatum have any awards for anything? I doubt it. Oh, yeah, probably not. I doubt it. Probably not. Maybe an MTV award or something. Like, when the height of your career is 21 Jump Street... That's a problem. Like the height of your career is like twenty one Jump Street and marrying the, and marrying the chick from Step Up. Like that's that's your career. He's knocking down Zoe Kravitz now. He's what? Hmm? Excuse me. Hmm? Channing Tatum is fucking Zoe Kravitz. Are you? Are you fucking? Are you out of your mind? Zoe Isabella Kravitz. Zoe Isabella Kravitz. Oh my! Knocking it down. Knocking I hate it life. Down. I hate life. Cheating to God rewarded the most horrible actor of his generation. The new Mark Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg, the new class. Knocking it down. It was down. Zoe Kravitz it down. the it offspring down. of Lisa Bonet? Yes. Get the fuck out! I, I, I hate life. What what am I not doing? Wait, let me let me let me let me show you the the bike images. Though. I need to take some mediocre classes. Look I need to take that. some classes. Look at that boy. Get, what the fuck? 
She riding on the back pedals of the bike, too. She riding those pegs, son. And shaved his head. He reverted back to step up. Yeah. Get the fuck. The streets, nigga. I am, I am, oh, I am livid. Look at that. I am livid. They, oh, look, oh, they look happy. Look at that. Giggling. Giggling in New York. Oh, my God. What? What did I do wrong? They both look unbathed, though. Like, I mean, but let's be honest. Her mom, the incomparable Lisa Bonet, yes, she got by a lot of her career for that same look. I was just watching High Fidelity last night. I mean, I'm just saying. I'm sorry that I brought this to your attention, man. <clears throat> I'm sorry that this is happening. What the fuck? What the fuck? I, I need a, I need a, man. Yeah, you need a refill. <laughs> I need a refill this bitch. Take the. <laughs> about to start drinking straight. Goddamn right I am. Look at this. There are multiple photos of them with him on a bike and her yeah. not on a bike. Oh, bike too small for his big ass. I, I'm so, oh, man. It's heavy pores all episode. Heavy pores the rest of the fucking episode. Look at this, man. Boy, God damn. Paper towels in the, in the grocery cart. Oh, man. At least he's masked up. Buying tampons, bro. <laughs> get the fuck, man. What else is going on, bro? Man, get the fuck out of here. Look at him with this proud boy haircut. That's an old photo, but. <laughs> oh, man, he shaved it. He yeah. went on shaved it, went back to step up, reverted back to step up days. Yeah, man. I'm, man, I am so livid. This is unfucking believable. White boys out here winning, man. White boys won. God damn. That's that's the real war outside nobody's safe from, man. <laughs> you ain't never lied. What else is going on? Let's see. Oh, Max Kellerman is leaving first take. That's a depressing note. Good for him. Max, so I'm a little broken up about this. I don't watch first take, well, back when I wasn't working. Um, I'd watch first take while I was cooking breakfast. And I'm not dedicated to anything ESPN, but I'll, I would p- jump in periodically because I don't watch as much sports as I used to, and I do want to stay a little informed. Um, did we talk about? Did we talk about how we got invited to a, a podcast fantasy football league? Um, Humvee from the Truckcast invited us. You might have said that. I'm. Okay, I've literally come in last place for the you know with the last three fantasy football leagues I've done. So I'm 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 good for predictions, but I have I don't watch enough football anymore. Like I'll watch a Texans game, but I don't watch enough football uh, to really as much as I did a couple years ago before you know they fucked over cap to stay really informed. Um, I just watch enough to I watch enough to know the Cowboys lost last week. Mm. Cowboys lost to the Texans last week. Fuck the Dallas Cowboys. Houston is the superior is the superior Texas team. Cowboys can suck my dick. No yeah, I said to, it. No lies detected. Lala gonna be mad as fuck. <laughs> She'll be all right. Lala was out there at that game in full Cowboys garb. She'll be all right with her family. Uh, shout out to them. Shout out to them. I see I, and you, your lovely family. I see where you get your good looks from. Fuck those cowboys, though. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry about that. Um, so Max is leaving first take. 
Um, this is this kind of hits hard because ESPN. It, nobody's gonna have the conversation because really ESPN is the only game in town for some reasons. But ESPN is going down like good gas going up, and. God, I'm even talking like my father now. That's what I'm saying, man. You sound like very uncleish right now. It's, it's true, man. They, they, they look at that girl. <laughs> <laughs> Next thing you know, you're gonna be looking at your little nieces talking about, oh, she gonna be bad when wait she get older. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yeah. Okay. When Gator Oxford's with no socks on, yeah. I see. You. <laughs> um. So Max in plaids and stripes, right? I see you. Max leaving first take kind of hit, kind of hurts because I watched first take because it was one of the only places where I felt like I could get, I could I could feel represented and feel counted in that I feel like I felt like somebody out there was representing the black man and understood what the what a black man is going through as a black man in America, especially when we make up a large percentage of the sports that ESPN and First Take cover. The catch was the black man on First Take, Stephen A. Smith, didn't represent any of this. <laughs> None whatsoever. Max Kellerman understood what niggas was going through and fought Stephen A. And who's that dumbass nigga? Was it Mike Wilbin? To a standstill. I feel like it was somebody else. I don't know. It probably was. I, I actually have half respect for Mike Wilbon. A little on. bit. A li- he has a good take once in a while. Yeah. He has a good take once in a while, but it's always drowned out by uh, dumbass Stephen A. Smith, who just who is the highest paid human being to not have a single good thought about anything. Okay, you said highest paid. Yeah, I was gonna say Emmanuel Acho, but you said highest paid. Okay, Acho ain't that much better. I <laughs> I tried to watch that shit, that uncomfortable conversations with Lil Wayne, and maybe I'm learning that maybe it's not even that Emmanuel Acho doesn't have a good thought about anything. Um, that's part of it, but Emmanuel Acho has what has thoughts to entertain white people. That I'm learning that now. Mm-hmm. It, it, it it's not for us. Even that shit, uncomfortable conversations is not for us. So he's like new Terry Crews. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, except I don't think he's, except I, it's, it's planned. It's strategic. Yeah. Terry Crews is just lost. He's, well, he's lost and he's lost forever. But Terry Crews is, no, I'm not going to start talking about him. Emmanuel no. Acho is strategic. Because, that's, because he's playing the journalism game. I was a journalism student, so I've seen it. He's playing the journalism mainstream game. He's doing what he what he's he's trying to, he's being as marketable as possible. That's how you can do sports journalism and The Bachelor. Um, he was talking to Lil Wayne, and I'm not I'm just to go off on a small tangent. Um, all of that that was not an uncomfortable conversation. Not marketed in the way that Emmanuel Acho has marketed the uncomfortable conversation thing. His thing was uncomfortable conversations with white people. That was an uncomfortable conversation for mental health reasons, which is also important in the black community. But 
that was an uncomfortable conversation for Lil Wayne to have. That wasn't uncomfortable. Was not uncomfortable for white people at all. Wasn't uncomfortable for white people. It wasn't uncomfortable for me because uh, I knew I knew a lot of that story. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a, it was a story about him shooting himself as a kid. Mm. Uh, I don't know if you ever heard that story. Wayne, um, yeah, I, I, I haven't. This was if you if you were like a hard Wayne fan back in the day, this was kind of a famous story of his uh, where he almost killed himself. I was more concerned about him calling some dude that was not his daddy, daddy, daddy. You're right, correct. Um, uh, so it, yes, I understand the mental health aspect, but that wasn't uncomfortable, and he wasn't. And Emmanuel Acho doesn't ask the correct questions. Maybe not the correct questions. He doesn't ask any challenging questions mm-hmm. at all whatsoever. Um, so how are you feeling today? To get, you know that kind of shit, or just kind of leading, uh, just kind of leading him through a story that he was already going to tell. Mm-hmm. I can't even say replace him and put him on first take because I, I think it would be more diluted and more safe than Stephen A. Smith already wants to keep it because. Max is going on to do other things on ESPN. He's still with the network. But the popular theory among the internet, which I kind of agree with, is that Stephen A. Smith is tired of Max being right Mm. in his presence. I'm the highest paid motherfucker here. You're not going to keep showing me up. Stephen should also feel that way about most people in his presence. This is also true. This is also true. And I feel like if he had to replace him with somebody, he would have replaced him with Emmanuel Acho. Because I feel like he's the only person that Stephen A. Smith could really just get the fuck out of there in a debate. On its merits. That would be like, that would be like young Thanos versus old Thanos. <laughs> <laughs> the successor. <laughs> oh, young... The, the, like um, like like the guy with the with the with the hands for a mask and all for one, <laughs> yeah. um, yeah. So I'm I'm a little I'm a little sad to see Max go, and honestly, it's just kind of a a piece of the pie of ESPN just degrading and just getting worse. Um, Rachel Nichols getting the fuck out of there. No, they're getting Rachel Nichols the fuck out of there. Yeah. Um, that whole show is, I believe they're canceling that whole show mm, okay. with Jalen and them. Holler. Because so, Jaden is basically just, he is just devolved into talking about whether or not his hairline is real or not. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, and here's my thing with that. I just realized his hairline grows as Stephen A's shrinks. That's true. Damn. That's true. Nobody well, ever put that together, y'all. I mean, look, him and Marcus Houston go to must go to the same graffiti artist who sp- who spray paints their shit with precision. Mm. In Marcus Houston's case, his twelve year old wife, but that's neither here nor there. Um, yeah, my thing is like, and it's not even anything to celebrate because I never thought Rachel Nichols Rachel Nichols was wrong. But I don't think she should just they should just get her the fuck out of there. And the reason being is that first and foremost, you should they should have just sat these women down 
her and Maria Taylor and either gave them an option to work it out or been like been like that episode of Shield. We locking you motherfuckers in here. Y'all work it out and we ain't opening the shit till morning. And somebody got to have this shit, have a solution to this shit. Period. And well, it wasn't really up to it wasn't really up to Maria Taylor to that's true discussion because she wasn't the one. She wasn't the one she who wasn't did the one anything. That fucked up. So correct. She, I, like I wouldn't have shit to say to. Correct. That's something that Rachel got to work out. And and the other part of that is, this was something that happened a whole year ago. That ESPN totally knew about, and didn't have any wherewithal to do anything about it until it came until until the the sound until the sound bite came out and somebody lit a fire under their ass in the wake of Maria Taylor getting the job and it smacks very similar to Ray Rice <laughs> and the NFL not doing anything about Ray Rice knocking that girl out you said smacks <laughs> god damn it god damn it Ray <laughs> Um, and it, 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 it's very similar to Ray Rice and getting caught knocking that girl out and the NFL knowing about it, or at least the, the front, the team, the franchise, the front office and not doing shit about it until the video came out Yep. until the video got quote unquote leaked and lit a fire under their ass. And it just goes to show that ESPN is going to be allowed to continue doing the same bullshit. And nobody noticed people leaving this motherfucker. Molly's the next to go. Molly Curum Rose is the next to go. She's next to go because um, it's the same shit where they have this formula where the women of ESPN get to sit between two big-name dudes while they argue and then go, oh, that's crazy, and have a li- and, and have a little half of opinion to transition to transition into a commercial, and I think one of them got sick of it on on Skip Bayless show. Mm. Yes, I will have an opinion, Skip. Skip, suck my dick, Skip. And you know, Shannon isn't getting any saner. No, Shannon's takes are getting a little out there. Uh, it's all that hen dog. <laughs> Man, getting special ordered hen dog on set now. So, oh, he get that Hennessy white, that pure white. Hey, man, <laughs> shit is the truth. And so, this network isn't getting any saner, and it's not going to be allowed to get any saner because it's the only game in town. Nobody's saying, "Well, suck my dick." I'm going over to Fox. Mm-mm. Skip Bayless ain't taking less money to go to Fox. Nope. And it's the mouse. It's Disney. Disney gonna keep go go keep some shit in the tuck. Disney holds all the markers in most of the sports arenas that ESPN covers. Yeah. Disney can print money, so they ain't worried about y'all. So they're not worried about it, and they're and not only are they allowed to act a fool, but they act the same fool that the that the sports organizations that they cover do. Yeah, because it's just because it's just trans. It's just Fuck niggas from one side transitioning to the other. Just like motherfuckers in politics on the beltway, they fuck up 
They got a job waiting on me at one of these networks to talk the same bullshit that we know them to talk on the on the uh, on the Beltway. It's a revolving door, and it's it's one of the reasons nothing is going to change over there. There's too much money. There's too much money going around, and there's too many people making that money who make more money not saying shit. Fuck him. That is ESPN and that is America, y'all. Yeah. Um, speaking of money, OnlyFans, the story of OnlyFans. <laughs> Randall walked in here with two ready for ready for two different, completely different but related news stories. Yeah. First, this is all in the course of like two weeks, maybe a week. I mean, they but in reality, these things happen days apart. Right. <laughs> so. OnlyFans announced that they were going to be taking that they were going to be banning um, explicit content, i.e., porn. I.e., the only reason people fuck we with, fuck with OnlyFans in the first place. <laughs> and sex workers, rightfully so, were pissed. We made this site. We put this site on the fucking map. And no matter what you want to say about how much money we've made off of it so far, we made this site. Y'all should be building monuments to us. Whole monuments. And we're just being shoved out the back door because y'all want to look bad in front of company, i.e. advertisers. Mm -hmm. When the reality is, porn is a multi- Billion dollar business. Multi-billion dollar business. There's a reason to call sex work the oldest, the, the oldest work in the oldest business in the world or whatever. Yep. And it, they're being ushered out very unceremoniously with a bag, sure, but it's ugly and it's nasty. And this didn't and it, it, it it's not even worth going in about because it didn't last long. Because a week later, OnlyFans decided they their bean counters came back with a valuation or whatever and told them, hey, look, you can do this, but I guarantee you, you will be out of business in a month. Mm-hmm. And OnlyFans reneged. They took some of that bass out of their voice. And they said, never mind. Now, we're going back on the porn ban. With that said, everyone should still be prepared for the likelihood that someday that's still going to come to pass. No time soon. Start thinking of your next platform now. Start developing that. Oh, uh, it's, it's, it's happening. It's yeah. happening. It, because they've opened the box. They've opened Pandora's box, and now people have it on their mind. Well, then we'll just make some shit like this that's for porn by porn people. Something that black people should be doing. Um, and any industry can think of this. You want to do it? Hell yeah, I want to do it. What, what are you talking about? Of course. Of course. I don't see, I don't have the, the, the wherewithal or the tech know how or the startup money. If I did. Mm. This could happen. Okay. 
Maybe not with porn. <laughs> Maybe not with porn. Let's keep it. Um, anybody out there listening to this podcast, if you want to start up a, nah, let me not throw that out there. Let's, let's not do that. Let's not do that. Um, catch us on the Patreon. I was gonna say. I was gonna say. Let's let's worry about that first. Um, but it goes to show one that the creator has way more power. Mm-hmm. Than we give them credit for, than they're ever given credit for, especially in porn. Sex work. If there are two, if there are two groups in this on this planet to not fuck with, it's LGBT and sex work. Because they'll get you the fuck out of here before you'll ever touch them. Also, people don't realize that a lot of um, technological innovations that come in filmmaking often. Um, get refined from porn. Get get yeah. Get refined in, in the porn industry. Um, things like VR video. Yep. 3D video. They've been doing that shit for a minute. I think HD video was in porn. It was in pornography before it was available for everything else. See, I know all this because I grew up watching real sex on HBO. Right. <laughs> See, we don't get educational shit like that no more. That show was great. That was lit, boy. Bring it back. Every. Every young nigga in, in, in every no, young nigga I've ever met used learned to use the last channel button. Yep, from watching real sex. Have that volume all the way down on setting one. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and you didn't realize at the time that you were learning shit. That you were really like real sex for all the shit people talk about. It was a real educate, a genuinely educational program. It was, and, and so was the so was the Bunny Ranch show. On HBO, uh, um, uh, Cat House. Yeah, yeah, man. Very educational. HBO, you know, HBO made some guap off of sex work. They did. Come to think of it, Hookers at the Point. Ah, that was that shit was like that shit was very educational. I think it's why there are a group of people from my generation, probably some from your generation as well, uh, which is not far off, um, that have been educated that that are. More open-minded, maybe not in maybe not partaking in sex work, but open-minded about what sex work is and what it entails, and less judgmental because there was programming representing that and representing it in a mature way. Even Taxi Cab Confessions got a little lit. Yeah, like HBO doesn't. Well, maybe no, they do invest in that a little bit. They still invest a in that a little, little bit. bit. They do a little. Uh, it's not. It's not the way it was, but. Uh, I don't think there's any. You can't replace that. No. You know, they 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 made their mark and they're moving on, which is fine. Um, they're too. I think they're too big to be doing that now. Like you can't you can't have 18 nominations for shit like Lovecraft Country and Black Lady Sketch Show, and then pivot to Hookers at the Point. I'm just saying. It just it, it just has to be. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's what it was. It can't be gratuitous. It just has. It has to be. Yeah, right. I yeah. Um. So yeah. Oh, uh, so good for OnlyFans. Good for the creators. Um. I feel like I had another thing, but it probably doesn't matter. Um. I, that's a good place to take a break. Uh. We'll be back with more foolishness and fuckery. You are listening to Sober Conversation with the Least Sober Team in Podcasting. Mm-hmm. Pour up. I've been drinking straight. Ten minutes now. <laughs> Shit. Oh.
and we are back. Yep. We are black. Mm-hmm. We are opinionated. Mm-hmm. And, man, listen, I've been drinking straight up for a minute now. Drinking alkaline water, pH 9.5. Ah. I'm going to have to calm down this week because, you know, my I just got a notification. I got a package. It's probably uh, my rowing machine just arrived. Mm. I've been hype about this. The game has changed. The game has changed, y'all. Um, I am so hype about this thing. I am not hype about building it <laughs> at all. Yeah, I um, I went drinking Friday after work, and um, <clears throat> at at my age, I need more recovery time. Yeah, um, drinking yeah. today would have been detrimental to anything that I hope to accomplish over the next week. You know, I have not picked up that that bug yet. I I know it's coming. Obviously, you know you can't beat the clock. You hit that age. I have not hit that. I have not hit that point yet. You hit that age. Don't worry. I really, I will really be fucking lit. It's coming and just and be right back at it at work the next day, man. Wait till you get drunk off of one strong beer. Just oh, wait. Oh. Oh, well, depend, I mean, depending on the beer, because the only, the, the only beer I really drink is Red Stripe. Nah. Red Stripe will get you out of there. I went to, I'm not giving them fault. I'm not giving them advertising. There is a brewery um, that I go to that they have an alcohol that's 9.5% alcohol by volume, which, you know, for beer is pretty hardy for liquor. No. Um, I had three of those on Friday. And I was I was I was sufficiently buzzed off of it, you know. I was like, "Damn, I I didn't I didn't have to spend a grip to get hammered." That's true too. And I pregame is the other yeah. thing. Like I was supposed to have a date Friday that did not happen. Uh-oh. Well, did did uh, reschedule? Okay. Um, and uh, I was pregaming because you know it's my Friday to drink mm-hmm. anyway. So I was pregaming. I was gonna take a fucking uh. uh Thing, uh, uh, in, in edible and additive, but I figured, I figure I'm getting a little long in the tooth okay. to show up to a show up to a date that lit. Yeah, don't, I was I was just like, please don't say something like blue chew. No, no, yeah. not that kind of. Right, we're no. gonna take blue chew to go to no, the movies. Or, or, look, when we get to a point where we're selling blue chew on this program. <laughs> I'll be long gone. You know, you yeah. I would say you know the game has changed. You have two new hosts of this bitch. <laughs> Hell no. You got Rory and Maul on this show. <laughs> god damn it. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Um. Oh god damn. Yeah. I'm ha- I'm, I'm hype. I'm hype because uh, rowing machine is not a small endeavor. But on, on a related note, like I I meant to I meant to ask this like, and we don't have to get into it. It's but, cool. But one Let's good go. thing about one good thing about your new schedule weekends off is that you know dating probably becomes easier to come by. Dating nowadays. is a little easier. I'll I will grant that. Like it's it's less impromptu, you know, and just the nature of the women that I meet. Um, it's less impromptu. Uh, my 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 date canceled. I'm up here at you know fucking. Flying saucer, you ought to come through. Um, type bullshit that you get on the weekdays, but also, I'm in that age range where people got to figure out how to. Where people got to figure out what weekend it is to have their kid. And yeah, shit like that. 
So this is gonna be interesting. Um, it's a new day. Can't wait to not hear about it. It's a right. It's a new day in my personal life, <laughs> uh, for reasons. And uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, you know, if Patreon happens. Uh, in the meantime, it's time for white people must be stopped. This is why I don't fuck with white people. Yeah, man. Um, basically, white people have just been fucking up left and right in the pandemic area. I feel like this is about to become the Greg Abbott segment. You know what I'm saying? Greg Abbott is um, threatening to take liquor licenses away from uh, bars and establishments of the like. Uh, that try to implement mask mandates and mask-related rules. Can I interject something here? Go ahead. He has nothing. That's an empty gesture. Like, he has nothing to worry about. All the bars and shit like that that I've seen... Don't give a fuck. Didn't didn't require you to do shit to begin with. I was say, they didn't flinch. You know, it, it took getting to the breaking point... Of people just not leaving the house. Yeah. That was a lot of poor. Like, um, yeah, I mean, shit. Bars, at one point, bars were like, we're going to buy groceries so that we can sell groceries to stay open. <laughs> shit. So, they're like, we ain't, we ain't telling anybody to do a, a fucking damn. thing. Matter of fact, when, when the mask mandate was still going on citywide, there were people lined up 200 deep maskless to get into this shit. So, sir, that was an empty gesture. And then my thing is, they're so scared of a shutdown. But honestly, the people that the people that weren't doing it last time ain't gonna do it this time. It ain't happening. The people that are vaccinated ain't gonna do it this time. You know, and 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 so I don't understand what you're scared of. It's an empty gesture. Ain't nobody gonna participate. He's trying to appeal. He's trying to fire up his base. That's exactly what it is. Because as we've as we've said time and time again. Trump, despite not being in office, is their God. Trump, Trump is the one that the base listens to. He makes the numbers move even still. I think he was at a, I think he was at a rally recently, like, talking shit. And it, so they have to play up to that because they're all confident. You know what it is? Greg Abbott and the like, they're all like the Death Eaters. They're just, they're just wasting time. Raising hell on earth because they know the Dark Lord is coming back. Yep. And 20, what is it? Uh, 2024? 2024. What? The, the, the next uh, election, the next presidential. Presidential 24. 2024, next they state, are convinced. The state election is 2022, though. Correct. Get y'all shit together. Um. 2024 is the new rise, as far as they're concerned, is the Dark Lord, is Voldemort returning? Is Voldemort rising up, rising up to be resurrected from the ashes at the, you know, the, the Tri-Wizard Tournament or whatever? Um, and so they're all just shoring up shit, and they're all just collecting, getting all the horcruxes together, whatever the fuck they have to do. To destroy Harry Potter. The only problem is with is the only problem is the light side doesn't have a Harry Potter. Um and they're just doing whatever they have to do um to make sure shit is bad enough that people get desperate and bring Trump back. 
they're already making the jokes. Stephen Colbert's already making the jokes, uh, talking about watch the countdown to Trump's reelection. Um, so people are just sucking the sucking that teat, and uh, so it's it's about it. Whatever, however bad you think it is, now it's going to get worse, especially when. Especially when people are mad at Joe Biden about Afghanistan and Trump gets to do a victory lap for being right about that shit. Which I fucking hate, which I just hate. Um, it's not getting any better. And people and there are elements that aren't making the pandemic any better um for anybody else. Hollywood is real bad about this right now. It does not make sense. To have well, it makes sense for a dollar amount to have Marvel movies, have Black Widow be the only Marvel movie be available digitally. Now you, now you said that Shang Chi is coming out next weekend. Yep, it's only in theaters. I haven't seen anything about it being on Disney Plus, and you won't. And my theory was like, oh, so they don't have any faith in Shang Chi. Because you know what? And I know we talked about this. I guarantee you, Spider-Man will be digital. We'll see. Partially digital. We'll see. Because I think think with Shang-Chi, they're willing to run a risk and push it into theaters to see if they can maximize the number of people that are going to theaters to see it. Especially after, you know, Scarlett Johansson suing Disney for for Black Widow to platforms. I mean, uh, full disclosure, I've been to the theater twice um, in the last couple of months, and it was it was fine. I also went at a time of day when nobody was there. They show Candy. Candyman's only in theaters. Yeah, I haven't been I'm ex- yet. I'm a little excited about that. I'm hearing, hearing good things. Yeah. Shout out to Yaya. I mean, I might see it. I don't know. But I'm pretty I, sure by... I might. Look, with Spider-Man is coming out December 17th. It's coming out the day that kids go out for winter break. It's a week before Christmas. They and they they're ready to get the motherfuckers out the house anyway. That shit's gonna be in theaters. Like, yeah, and they're gonna that's assume, true. And they're also assuming that the pandemic is gonna be over by then. Yeah, which at this rate it might not be ever. Um, it's it's looking good or bad. It's gonna be it. it, it there's gonna be people. Who just aren't who just hardcore anti-vax? They're gonna and they're gonna be just people who are like fuck it. Yeah, that's what they're trying. That's what they're pushing for. They're just waiting on. It's a war of attrition, and people are just gonna go fuck it. I need my life back, which is sad. True, but sad. It's a human condition. And you know what? Here's another one for you: Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. Was so now Suicide Squad was re- we talked about this that shit was released digitally of course mm-hmm. but the screeners and the reviews and the reviewers were not allowed to have digital screeners in advance right so they couldn't write advanced reviews of it some of them a lot of them they you had to go to the movies to Correct. see it which is batshit crazy which is batshit crazy and just dangerous and just not showing a lot of. It's see, actually, now that I say it out loud, it's very on brand for Warner Brothers. Very on brand, especially with how they treated uh, Ray Fisher. 
Rick Fisher ain't forgot about that shit either. Rick Fisher's still out here. No, I no, I want an apology from Walter Amada. Yeah. He's not letting this shit go. And a blowjob if you can find one. Wow. Like, I, I don't blame him. I don't blame him. Because no matter how you felt about Justice League, it was the redemption of Ray Fisher. Yep. Ray Fisher was way better in that movie than anybody gave him credit for. And everybody shot him in the face because, it, oh, oh, fuck it. It's just Cyborg. Who gives a fuck about him? And the whole movie hinged on him. And him and Joe Morton's performances. So there you go. And so when you think of Scarlett Johansson and her leveraging Marvel, there was a nigga to walk that walk too. Mm. There was a nigga to walk that walk over at Warner Brothers and his name was Ray Fisher. Say his name like you, like, like you say that motherfucker on Fight Club. <laughs> his name was Ray Fisher. Um, so yeah, I don't know what the fuck people think they're going to do. I don't know what the fuck people are doing with this pan with the pandemic logic. I don't know what the fuck people think they're gonna do. Um not to not to belabor this point in any longer for reasons, of course, on your point, on your part, but schools got it bad. Schools will not implement shit until they open the schools and realize this shit ain't working. Then they wanna open then they wanna implement everything. When the numbers go up, oh, maybe this was a bad idea. Somebody should put something down on paper. Just saying, just saying. Shout out to all my people out there taking a horse paste, but refusing to take a... Did you say horse paste? Yeah, ivervectum. Ivervectum. It is is an anti-parasitic concoction. Jesus Usually for livestock, like, uh, you know... Cattle, sheep, horses. Right. Um, it, it's it's a deworm. It's technically a deworming agent. Comes in paste form, tablet form, or it can be injected. Okay. Um, some white people are using all three forms and injecting it into themselves to treat COVID. Um, now, there is a tremendous difference between having a worm or parasite in your system and having a virus. Um. They don't realize this, and they're taking this concoction in doses that are 20 to 100 times stronger than should be introduced into the human body. The fuck? Yes. And some people are dying from it. No shit. They would rather die from horse paste than die from... Than die from a vaccine that won't kill them. That won't kill them. (sighs) To avoid a virus... That can. Man, hit hit the This is why I don't fuck with white people. That right there. That moment right there. That circular fucked up logic. What the White people are gonna blow this whole thing. I see it now. White people are gonna blow this whole deal. We were all we were almost out. Mm-hmm. We were almost out. We saw the finish line. And here go these motherfuckers tumbling down the hill. <laughs> yeah, white people have those little races where it just turns into them just tumbling down hills. Yeah, they, for run, cheese. they run downhill. Yeah, and they just end up like rolling on their necks and shit. 
I always I, I for some reason those are the funnest to watch to me, especially the ones that are all in slow motion. I love that shit. As someone that spent most of his pandemic watching ridiculousness and catfish, um, that is the most incredible shit to me. I love that shit. Just just idiot white people that don't understand how gravity or physics work just tumbling down a fucking hill, breaking their necks. I'll just I'll just end it by saying this. I mean, of course we're doing it on milk crates now, but yeah. <laughs> white people are all about the freedom to kill themselves. All about it. That that's that's really what they want. You're yeah. not going to kill them. They want to do it themselves. They want to do it themselves. And maybe some of us want to do it ourselves cuz uh now we're running up milk crates. Where the fuck are all these milk crates come Milk I know exa- coming from. I know exactly where they're coming from. The same place, the same place uh, niggas give them to the hold their records. Niggas who ain't had bookshelves in years. They just fight. They're just coming out the woodworks with this shit. Fam, they, somebody said it on Twitter, and it's the most accurate shit. They doing this like the hospitals got room for their dumb asses. That boy... I I knew I knew it was at its peak. This is the new planking. I knew it was at its peak when Boozy had had his kids doing it in their front yard with their friends and and giving them money for it. Boozy is now turned into a Japanese game show host. I saw a Venn diagram of the two worst things in the world. Someone was doing a gender reveal and a milk crate challenge at the same time. Oh, Jesus fucking dude, what? Dude made it to the top. Fell down and like impaled his hip on a crate, spilling out the blue powder shit. Everybody <laughs> ran around and cheered, jumped in the camera. They cheered. It's a boy. It's a boy. Camera cuts the old boy. He is still on the ground, <laughs> writhing in pain <laughs> with a possibly ruptured kidney <laughs> from falling on the corner of a milk crate. Oh, my God. I quit, man. <laughs> I give up. Somebody, somebody said this is a government plant. No, no. It was. You don't have to. You don't have to plant stupidity. I don't say you have to plant nothing. Motherfuckers will just do this shit. Oh man, it was not worth. Like outside is not worth it. (laughs) It's not. It's not. We ain't missing shit. I, I was so hot to get my ass outside. Get something done to my hair. I was so happy. I was like, oh man, get my retwist on front. Get my retwist on Saturday. It's gonna be a three day weekend. Turn up all this shit. Now I'm just kind of like, man, maybe I'll just I'm gonna just retwist my shit and go back in the house and play Call of Duty. Yeah. I, ain't shit out there, you know. So if, if a bitch want to talk, we can do, we can do Zoom. I, I've never I've never been happy about saying those words ever about Zoom, but. Fuck it. Um, send your racist stories, your real-life racist encounters, along with your listener letters, questions for myself and D. Randall, or any guests you hear on this podcast, please send those to opinionswildblack at gmail.com. Um, or you can find us on opinionswildblack.com, where there's the portals to all the social medias that we occupy. Um, you can get in touch with us there, find ways to listen to us, and or buy merch and donate to this show. Mm-hmm. And donate to this show. Mm-hmm. All the proceeds go to us becoming a better podcast. Mm-hmm. 
Um, we'll be back with our listener letter and the top three STFUs. You are listening to Houston's most savage podcast. Pour up. And we are back. We are black. We are opinionated. And holy shit, I am drunk. You've been drinking straight for quite some time. Straight up and down, bro. Wow. That shit pissed me off, man. I'm trying to elevate my pH level over here. I'm be I'm at to get right. I mean, I drink a lot. Of, I mean, I drink a lot of water on the job as it is, but um, it's gonna be a hardcore effort this week. Um, I've 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 fallen behind since I started this job. It's time to get right. Um, I don't know. Get a good workout building this motherfucking ruined machine. Um. Uh, what time is it? It's time for listener letters. Uh, do we have wait, we have a listener letter? I think we have a listener letter on the Instagram. One, yeah, we do. We have. Uh, we I believe we have a listener letter on the gram, uh, if you will. So we scared them all away. Well, you know, everybody got to get back into the rhythm. You know, um, you know, we took a week off before one fifty. We took a week off after one fifty. Um. So let's get it going. Uh, this is the wrong inbox. Uh, yeah. I was about to read y'all something y'all didn't need to. Oh hear. man. Yeah, one day we might just we might just have to pull up the the wrong DM one day. <laughs> let's 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 not. No. Let's, no. No. <laughs> after dark. Uh, maybe after dark, dark like. <laughs> <laughs> Nigga, after hours. Nigga. Oh shit. Um, let's see what we got. Um, we got maybe not in the inbox. In the comments, there it is. In the comments. Um, if it'll come up, if it'll come up. Wow. You know, my, you know. Oh, this it must be time for a new phone. Five G and your vaccine blocking you. Yeah, I'm your telling signal, you, it's man. blocking my signal. Vanita Johnson. What up? Uh, wants to know, is the new theme music a snippet of an actual song? The answer is no. Uh, or is it? I mean, it's it's sampled. Okay, well, that's it, fair. It, it's sampled, and shout out to Craig, Craig Lindsay. Craig Lindsay, I mean, you're not going to see it now because he put it in his IG story. Craig Lindsay called me out on it. He was like, hi, I see you. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, yeah he right. called it. Yeah, yeah, it's a sample. Um. So it. Yeah. So I, it's a sample. Now, is it like anything upcoming? Uh, not really. No. But that's what happens when you have the incomparable D. Randall. I mean, doing working his working his producer magic to make a to make a quality theme song. I do what I do. It sounds like you could have heard that on an album somewhere. My follow up question is: Should it be a song? Oh. Oh. You tell me. You, you be the judge. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? It could be. You know, you never know. You never know. Radio if, Galaxy might hear that shit. If that's what the people want. You know, you know, Radio Galaxy. Don't they have a project coming up? They do. I've uh, been working hard on that you joint. You know what I'm saying? I've been, I've been noticing. You know what you I'm know, saying? It does, have a lo- it does have a lot of things that DJ Kaz likes. You know? Got to have a... Yeah. Yeah. Oh... <laughs> <laughs> 
you know, you know. <laughs> you can just, I can just see cars coming. <laughs> yeah, dog. You know, dog. <laughs> Oh man, I miss Cos, bro. I love, I, I love you, bro. Uh, I'm so proud of everything you're doing out there, man. Um, that is really our only real listener letter this week. Oh, good. Yeah. Thank you, Vanita Johnson. I throw it back on y'all. If y'all think, if y'all think it deserves a song, just let us know. Let that man know. You know what I'm saying? It could, it could, it could be a theme song with actual words to it. Quality songs have come from stranger places. You know what I'm saying? Um, bars. So, you know, opinionswhileblack at gmail.com. Hit us there. Hit us on the interwebs, on the, on the social medias. You'll find all those at opinionswhileblack.com. Um, you know, you guys know how to get at us. And with that, it is time for the top three STFUs. Who are the three people in America that need to... Shut the fuck up! Number three. A returning, uh, a returning contestant, Summer Walker. <laughs> Back like she never left. Oh, man. The head dingbat in charge. <laughs> oh, this, this I, you know, I, it just, it breaks my heart that she got to be so fine and be a fucking bird. Is she feeding the baby carrot water now or some shit? The number one bird. Fucking Maltese Falcon out this bitch. Damn. Uh... Summer Walker is tired of the Instagram guidelines. She she about to she about to get off Instagram. She says she's going to create her own app. Holler. Um, she's tired of the Instagram guidelines when it comes to talking about the vaccine. This is coming from a person whose face looks like an Instagram filter. <laughs> I said it. I said it. Oh shit! Oh my god! Um, it is no secret now that Summer Walker has been. Um, sick of all the vaccine talk and she doesn't fuck with anybody that fucks with the vaccine um, and she doesn't trust it. She has all these people that she says have turned into mutants and mutated and other shit. Um, I'd like to meet these people. We, we, we never will because they don't exist. Oh, man. Because um, Kevin Feige said that they would be introduced into the Marvel Cinematic Universe <laughs> at some point. <laughs> Maybe this is what we've been waiting for. I don't want a Fantastic Four origin story that has Summer Walker in it. Let me just say that. Let's start there. I mean, someone has to play the thing. Well, she played the invisible girl, except the only thing invisible is her brain. Yikes. Because it is tiny and then stuck in the quantum realm. Um, yeah, man, she... Uh, she says that uh, it's against, like she she says she's getting dinged on the face on uh, social media because uh, by Instagram because she says you said dinged on the face. Well, you know, <laughs> well, <laughs> God damn it, Randall. Because <laughs> um, she's she says she's been recommending things like sleep, water, vegetables, exercise, meditation, fasting, and yoga to combat COVID. Um, and they say that it, those are all actually valid options. Those are valid options. In addition to to live a long, healthy life. In addition to social distancing, vaccination, and, and wearing a mask. Yes. Um, I've never seen someone wear a mask. I, I that would I would think that would be the bare minimum. Again, this should not surprise you. Yeah, I know. I know. 
I'm about to look into creating an app similar, uh, similar, because uh, this IG shit is going to hell. I don't even know. If, I don't. E- I don't know if I even want to drop my Galactahor merch on here. LOL. It might go against their guidelines. I'm done with this app. Also, nobody wants it. Nobody wants to buy that shit. Um, none of the people that follow Galactahor are really looking for merch. Honestly, I was confused and was looking for an OnlyFans link. Um, I'm done with this app and really this whole pandemic agenda, she continued. It goes against guidelines to say sleep, water, vegetables, exercise, meditation, fasting, and yoga is extremely beneficial to your health, but an experimental jab is completely fine to recommend. It's about to get real bad when it comes to us having basic rights. Wait, the f- Yeah. We're talking about a person whose entire face is constructed of experimental jabs. <laughs> I'm not even saying that to be an insult at this point. Like, bro, don't don't You don't know what's in Botox. Don't have a whole new nose talking about I got a problem with what, what what's being put in my body. Botox is not regulated by the FDA. Botox is it's literally, literally botulism. Right. Get the entire. <laughs> I, I keep telling myself I won't engage anymore. I, I won't. I won't do it because people are not worth it. People are not worth it. it, it if she wants to. If she wants to stand in a in a in a crowded ICU ICU room with people coughing COVID out their lungs and do her stretches and do her yoga and drink her water, and if she's fully protected by the blood of the Holy Ghost, more power to her. But yeah, yeah, your your face was literally. An experimental procedure. <laughs> Literally. And you have a problem with something that has the support of years of research and, 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 and an unprecedented amount of attention and resources being brought to, to help. Yeah, yeah, man. And has demonstrated that in, in varying degrees that it is, it is, it is assisting with the pandemic. Look, y'all. Ha- have your whole have ha- have your opinion. Have your opinion. Turn that motherfucker sideways and shove it up your ass as an experimental procedure, and shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> How the fuck you got half the nose you had a year ago? <laughs> <laughs> Talk about what you sticking me with. Oh shit! <laughs> God damn it! Oh boy! <laughs> Number two is Buster. She Rock. got fake ass and titties. <laughs> she got whole silicone implants in her shit. Talking about I'm trying to be on that. Shut the fuck up with your dumb ass. <laughs> Silicone is poisoning your body every second that that shit is sitting in there. I don't trust this vaccine, though. Shut your stupid ass up. Dumbass. I'm tired of 
tired of people in their dumb ass shit. Oh man. man, well you gonna be tired of number two. Number two is Buster Rhymes. See that hurts, man. <laughs> Buster Rhymes got on stage. <laughs> I cut and, I, and, and and said some anti-vax shit his damn self. And you know <laughs> it, it, it hurts because, it, but I'm not surprised. But it hurts because you know Buster's one of my favorites, man. But yeah, he got on stage about a month ago talking about. You know this 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 mat this this mask mandate shit they got us doing is evil, man. I can't I can't vibe like that. You know I can't I can't come out here and vibe off y'all if I can't see your face, if I can't see your smile, you know shit like that. Well, and again, not surprised because most of my favorite rappers spent the '90s, you know, talking about their copies of Behold a Pale Horse or Leviathan Six Six Six. Um, espousing new world order um, theories yeah. and whatnot, yeah, and, you're correct. And so far, being wrong about all those things, um, they keep moving the goalposts on the end of the world. I mean, hell, Buster Rhymes' whole his first album's campaign was built upon the premise that there were only five years left. The album came out in '95. The world was going to end in 2000. Came out with an album in 2000. Extinction level event. Hey, the end of the world is here. The countdown is over. Oops. And has done five more fucking records since then. Yeah. Nigga, the world's supposed to end 21 years ago. And you were convinced of it. And that he was. Yeah. You know what's also wild about, again, I try not to engage anymore, but what's wild is that, remember in the beginning when people were like, COVID doesn't exist? This shit is fake. This is whatever. Now, or only, or only white people can get it. Only white people can get it. But what's wild now is that people like Buster Rhymes are openly acknowledging that the shit does exist. But now they're like, man, I know it's real. Man, you can't tell me what the fuck to do. Right. Like, you can't right. tell me to put the mask on. You know what? I, I got to give credit to the to old dude from Mississippi. I can't remember if it's the governor or not. The one who's basically given up, the one who said yes the other day, like, um, you know, Mississippians, Mississippians are okay with not having a mask mandate or social distancing procedures because we believe in the gift of of, of the eternal afterlife. Shit. Like he's basically saying that Mississippians have given up on this shit, and we're like, you know what? We'd rather just die if we go we and go. have eternal life. God damn, we'll be better off dead. Ooh. That's where we are. That is where we are. You're correct. So Buster Rhymes, I, I'm not. I didn't mean to take over the whole thing. Shit, I, fuck I, it. I'm just not surprised that him, Pete Rock, Maceo of of De La Soul, like all my all my favorites, Pete Rock been on some bullshit. Are this fucking ignorant? Yeah, man. They, and and we encouraged it. We encouraged it because we just uh, we. A lot of us growing up in that era just assumed a lot of these people, just assumed a lot of these people that they that that because they were coming up in more of a earthy, boom bap era, that clear and and, and you know clearly they were holding the markers and clearly they were deriving this knowledge from somewhere, from somewhere pure and somewhere genuine, and they were not. They just they they just some old niggas at the barbershop talking shit. Yep. So that 
That generation created those people. Shout out to Buster Rhymes for allegedly spreading herpes for like several years. Oh shit! At one point, is that for real? Oh, he was. Uh, he was. The, the word was that he was dirty dicking for a while. Wow! I was saying, shout out. You know. Oh, Trevor. Oh man! Wow! Shit! Yeah, and while you at it, shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up! And the number one person, speaking of people who my generation in particular feels responsible for, number one person who should shut the fuck up this week is Boozy Badass. Fam, I tried to watch the Breakfast Club interview. First of all, anytime you hear me say, I tried to watch the Breakfast Club interview of... You know it was a hard night for me. You sounded desperate. Fam, I was trying to catch up on everything. And the Breakfast Club interview, you know, first of all, all Breakfast Club interviews are bad. Well, depend, I guess depend on what you're listening to them for. If you listen to it for a real interview, all Breakfast Club interviews are bad. No. Um, this one was particularly bad. I, because I, it's a mystery to me. I've been trying to figure this out. And it occurs to me that there is something about Boozy. There's something in Boozy that people want to like. Boozy is everybody's little cousin. That that you knew grew up bad as fuck. You knew he's stu- you know he's stupid, but he could crack jokes and you just kind of want to you just kind of He's almost like you needed somebody with a car to come pick you up. Yeah, knew he had you. He had you, and you. So you want you want to give him chances. I don't. I mean, you don't. Shout out to everybody who was like free Boosie. Why? (laughs) (laughs) How's that turning out for you? He was guilty of that, by the way. Right, (laughs) that was what got me. Y'all out here trying to free people that were actually convicted. Of the shit that they did. That was that was what was funny to me was that he actually did that shit. And that the reason people talk the reason people are all on his dick now is because, oh man, you, you better not fuck with him. He really did that shit. What was you trying to free him for? That was what got me. So Boozy was on the Breakfast Club. He did an interview and most of the Breakfast Club gang was trying to impress upon him. How harmful his words towards little uh, of violence towards Lil Nas X could be to the uh, LGBT community, because he said if he ever saw Lil Nas Lil Nas X on stage and naked, he beat his ass. Lil Nas X doesn't want to be on stage naked, not seriously. No. Lil Nas X doesn't want to miss out on the TV time that he would miss out on. By being completely naked on stage. He didn't mean it. So, yeah, I, there's something in Boozy that people want to redeem or they want to like or they want to, I don't know. But for me, and I get it, I actually disagree with you on that. I think they are just entertained by his antics. Well, that, there's that too. Multiple I, things can and are true. Yeah, I don't, That I, is one of them. I don't know if people necessarily want to see him redeemed. It's it's more entertaining and more newsworthy to have him be homophobic and to be a piece of shit, especially, especially for the silent minority of niggas who agree with him, but can't say the but shit that he says. Yeah, I yeah, 
That's true. That's that's valid. You might as well let a nigga who's already in trouble for saying that shit stay in trouble for saying just that stay, shit. Just stay in trouble for it and go ahead and take the L. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Because the Breakfast Club... The, like and I don't want it felt genuinely and I say that with trepidation because I don't ever want to call anything Charlemagne does genuine. Mm. But it did seem like they were genuinely trying to impress upon Boozy how harmful his words of violence towards Lil Nas X were. It seemed yeah. like they were really trying to impress upon him that words can lead to ideas and ideas can lead to dangerous actions. And I do agree. I, I do think that the Breakfast Club does, at least on the surface, attempt to address certain problematic things I, yes. within people, as they should do. They just don't have the range to really carry that out. Because right. this shouldn't have been an hour-long debate with Boozy. Yeah. And only people that don't have the range could really keep that popping for an hour. They don't, they don't have the conviction. Like... They definitely I, don't. Charlemagne no. just repeats what he heard in therapy, which are two words, <laughs> mental mental health. <laughs> he Angela, just repeats the words mental health three times in the mirror. Angela, you make sense and no one's listening to us. Yeah. <laughs> I do, every time Angela, you says anything to Boozy in any interview ever, it, it, Boozy just gives her a look like, shut up and pull your titties out. Exactly. He, he really does. Let me see what that ass look like. I might talk every to you. Every time, especially right around this time because Boozy Bash coming up. Featuring the only other artist there is going to be the baby. It's going to be the baby. (laughs) And they even had a trans person on set that works there. There's on set that was trying to impress upon him the harmfulness of those words and those actions and what it is like to be a gay person in America. Boozy had... Boozy represents, like you said, a silent minority of people that have this idea in their head that gay people are taking over and that you can't say anything heterosexual without being stepped on, which is not the case. You can say anything. As a matter of fact, we say, you say it. We say a lot of heterosexual shit on this show. I was going to say quite a bit. What is the very last thing that you say every time? Titties. Every single time. Yes. Every single time. And if we ever do a Patreon... I suspect half the Patreon is going to be about some not some misogynistic shit that happened to me. I I I suspect it. Yeah. Um. And so I always wonder when people when I always wonder what people are thinking when they claim agenda because people only claim agenda when it's something that doesn't benefit them. Well, because I, because nobody because. And he's all. And he always says, "But you don't want your kids to see that." I also don't want to see. I also shouldn't want my kids to see grown people tonguing each other down. But we see it in every piece of content imaginable. Every little boy I know has seen Captain America not only tongue, tonguing down Peggy Carter, but tonguing down her grand her granddaughter. Isn't Boosie the same person that got a stripper for his kid? He is also the same person that got a stripper for his child. Okay, so you know. And was proud to see no repercussions of that. He said that yeah. in the interview. Yeah. You know, he, he basically sanctioned statutory rape. Correct. For, for his son. So, I mean, look, y'all. <laughs> and Charlamagne tried to tell him. He was, like, he was like, so you don't want your kids to see a naked man on stage, but if, do you feel that same way about women? 
if they're naked on stage, he says, well, I see you trying to make that comparison, Charlemagne, but I can't talk down on my strippers. That was his response. So all naked women are strippers to him. No, they're all naked women strippers to him. Well, I mean, he was trying not to offend his base, but not only are all naked women strippers to him because he has asked Angela Yee on several occasions to pull her titties out. Um, but that's completely fine because it it centers heterosexuality, and in his mind, heterosexuality should be centered, and he feels like he is protecting his child from the woes and horrors of uh, a queer of homosexuality well, and queer life. As we all know, oftentimes when people are um, offended or feel threatened by something, um, oftentimes they are afraid um, of their, let's say, predisposition towards said thing. Uh, a right. lot of times they're overcompensating for late, in his case, possibly overcompensating for latent homosexual tendencies himself. There is, is, uh, there is a correlation you know, there. There's always a correlation with that. My thing is, I identify as a cis-hetero male. I don't wear it as a badge of honor. It's who I am. It's how I identify. Same. In no way, shape, form, or fashion am I any more offended by homosexuality than I am heterosexuality. I am a person who doesn't, I don't care for public displays of affection, period. Right. Whether hetero or homosexual or otherwise. Right. I don't want to see people slobbing down. I just don't care about that shit, period. No matter who the fuck you are. That's fair. Your homosexuality, your being a queer person, your being trans, your being anything other than what I personally identify with, does not threaten me, does not offend me, and by God, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want to impose on anything that you're doing because of who I am. I don't want to paint the world in my image. I just hear Boozy talking, and I just, every time I hear him, I just say to my, wipe me down wasn't worth all this. Why are they wiping you down, Boozy? <laughs> Again, we, we go back to... Does anybody know what bukkake is? Yes. Okay. I, I'm just saying. Head, shoulders, pants, pants and, shoes. and shoes. Sir, you probably got covered in that shit. <laughs> Overstepped. I know. But I'm just saying, man, you can find oh, latent man. shit in everything that people do, man. That is that You are out of line. You are out of line. That is hilarious. No, not really. Boozy, man. He spent enough time in jail. <laughs> it's man at this point and I feel I feel responsible for Boozy because my generation really put him where he is. This is the first time I ever made that correlation, yes, by the way. Yes, it is. I never thought I'd hear Bukaki <laughs> on this program. Um Wow. And I just I feel partially responsible for Boozy because my generation put him on the pedestal and we went up so hard to wipe me down and independent, which yes I know y'all have come for me about this before are not officially Boozy songs. We got to have a sit down with the AKAs, 
They they have to be the driving I, I force behind this. I do not want to sit down with AKA. Come on, we we got to we got to have those uncomfortable conversations. <laughs> That's an uncomfortable conversation for your ass. Let Emmanuel Acho started. Please no. <laughs> Please God no. He gonna be all he gonna he gonna he gonna softball them questions. They all gonna try and suck his dick. Fuck oh, that. Boost. Oh, sorry. Uh, I mean AK. Acho. Okay. I thought you meant that. No, she was no, say. no. Again, latent. Sorry. Um, so we, ba- so as I say, we, D. Randall, we've basically done a podcast. <laughs> yes. The only thing we missed is, are you caught up on Married at First Sight? I am. I am. <laughs> Predictions. <sighs> okay. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm actually kind of mad that we've all already kind of seen previews of what's going to happen later in the season. Um, poor Zach. Oh my God! Poor Zach. From from the moment that Michaela said, "I don't really argue. I don't like getting down like that." I was like, "We knew that was a lie. That was a lie. That <laughs> lie determined determined that was some bullshit." You know, at least this is out of character for me to say. At least he got to consummate. You know, before before yeah. shit went downhill. Yeah. You know, imagine like the the best day of your marriage being like also the predecessor to the worst day. Man, I have bad so poor Gil. Marla is yeah. just more and more becoming the villain of this of this show. She is. Marla gets a little worse every episode. Yeah. The funniest shit I've ever heard was Gil. Everybody else is talking about their spouse. He's there alone. Yeah. Because Marla wanted to do work yeah. on their honeymoon. And he said, and they were asking, and he was very frank. He was like, she's a little much, but I'm learning her. And he was trying to be as positive. He was trying to put as positive a spin as he could on it. She's a little high maintenance. And she likes some fancy shit. But I just treat her, he said, I treat, he said, I I treat her like a toddler. And just let her wear herself out talking shit. And eventually she'll go to sleep. And that was so funny. That is yeah. him describing his marriage. Gil is just trying to he's just trying to smash one time to see what it's like and then see if he needs to move on. Gil wanna fuck. Merla just wants to be on TV. Yeah. And and even though like in the last episode, I saw a couple of moments where her body language was more into him. She would like hold his arm and shit. But he was like, like, yeah, you know, my, my wife and I, we like to crack jokes at each other. I was like, no. She talks shit to you. She talks shit. And you just roll that shit because yes. you're trying to tap. Yes. You, she set that tone and you have accepted it mm-hmm. because you think pussy is around the corner. Let me tell you, as somebody that has been in an adversarial relationship like this, it is not. That's all you got, bruh, is hazing. It's just a continuous hell week yeah. of hazing. And you think if you haze back or just... Let her haze. You're getting closer to the pussy. Yeah. You're not. Nope. Not, not ever. Nope. Not ever. One of these days, you're going to have to say, look, bitch. <laughs> not even anything behind it. Not even <laughs> anything behind it. Just let her know you're capable. Look, bitch. Uh-huh. And, and last but not least, I know, I, I know we mostly just focus on the black couples. I feel real bad for Johnny. Yeah, I feel it's about to it's all it's about to turn real bad for Johnny. Johnny, he didn't see. Here's a, here's a downside. He did so well. He's here's one of the downsides of the show. The down one of the downsides of the show is that you have to spend so much time talking. 
with and, and again, everything should not be about sex. Correct. Right. Once, but none of the couples have smashed. Right. But once Johnny found out that Bow used to have some kind of a crush on him, he should have pounced. He should have bounced. And, and again, I'm not even talking about sexually, but I mean, just like, you know. Well, sexually too. Oh, that too. Sexually too. Because I'm telling you, the moment a woman is vulnerable enough in your presence to say, I used to feel this way about you. And I never got to express it. Mm. That is the height of vulnerability. And that is the only and time you'll inti- ever get that. And if your intentions are noble, <laughs> look, if your intentions are noble, noble, that is your moment to fuck. Not only is that your moment to fuck, that is your moment to fuck repeatedly. You're supposed to give her the best night of her life. Notice how Zach did it. <laughs> Zach saw right away. Zach saw right away <laughs> that from the moment she came around that corner, I said, oh, you're gorgeous. Her pussy did the nay-nay over him. <laughs> and he took full advantage. Full advantage. Knowing he had COVID. <laughs> Risking COVID. I don't know why I'm laughing. I don't risk COVID for them titties, too. Look, risk COVID. Because he knew she was a freak. And he was about to get everything his, his little heart desired. Fam, don't be a Johnny. Be Zach. Because it's all about to get real bad for Johnny. Because yeah. now, he, now he has some information that he didn't want. Johnny, uh, what is it? She said she don't bathe and shit. She, she wanted these she non-bathers. She doesn't bathe every day. Fuck out of here, bro. She's self-conscious about her snoring. He wanted out. Yeah. He wanted out. She was like, I'm not going to. She started crying about the snoring. I'm not going to bathe before bed. Bitch, what? We've been, we've been in the sun all day. Nigga, we've been on a boat. We've been on a chlorine pool. Shit. Yeah. Why are, are you fucking mind? I'm just sleeping with you smelling like chlorine. No, no. And then got the nerve to say he should sleep in another bed. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. It's about to get all bad for Johnny. Jose and Rachel are going to have interesting issues. I they got interesting issues with Rachel being his beard. Yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah. That's going to come out. And then the, the white folks I don't care about. I do, yeah, I don't care at all about the white folks. They have the most vanilla conversations I've <laughs> ever heard in my life. That shit sounds so fucking mechanical. I, I, I've never heard people make sex sound like a fucking uh, shark tank pitch. I don't know what the fuck they're doing over Which there. Which one is the dude? Is it Brett or Ryan? They both Ryan got is, names. Ryan is, the, Ryan is the dude. Okay. Brett is the woman. Ryan's just trying to. He's he's trying to tap. He's. They're all trying to tap. It's, yeah. And it's sad. Yeah. Watching the dudes go to bed every night with an L, and because they do these little check. Johnny was like, "So we sleeping with the, the little pillow, the little pillow fort again? Yeah, we sleeping with the pillow fort. Okay. Okay. You know, Gil try to do a little <laughs> rollover. Try to do a little rollover like he gonna put that dick on her thigh. Nope. No. No. It's got a foot. No bitch wears, that wears flannel to bed is trying to fuck. No bitch that wears flannel to bed on their wedding night is trying to fuck. But watching She's trying this, to be on TV. Watching this, I see exactly what you meant when you said how fucked up it was. How the first thing they do is they, 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 they sweep you off to paradise. The, the all, dopamine. The dopamine is hitting you. And I'm like, oh, shit. Now they're about to go home. 
And it's all about to get really real. Now we're going to see this is where it's going to get lit. These these little updates are going to get lit now cuz cuz now the episodes are about to take away the dopamine. Yes. They about to get that they they're about to take it cold turkey, especially oh, especially uh Zach and Michaela. Ooh. They didn't even get their full hit of dopamine. Yeah. They're just getting high off of everybody else's dopamine. Yeah. And now they got to see each other. Now they got to look at each other in I, the real world. I saw her smashing those Clorox wipes. <sighs> she smashed that bottle to pieces, nigga. Oh, they wanted us to see that. It was like it was like watching wrestling and watching the watching the wrestlers come in the, you know when they when they first come in the arena. Yeah. They ain't got their clothes on yet. Yeah. But yeah. they doing that walk and everybody cheering like it's all now, nigga. Yeah. The Rock has entered the building. CM Punk is in this bitch. Business is about to pick up. <laughs> it's about to be a slobber Ooh, knocker man. in this bitch. Oh, man. Y'all got me excited about this old trash ass show. Um, Thank you. <laughs> and with that, D. Randall, did we do a podcast? Oh, we did. We always do. Um, Team Oz, thank you so much. Uh, I just one fifty one is the beginning, man. Like this is the beginning of the new era. Uh, we're gonna try to have some more fun shit for you. Um, actually, we're gonna try. A, you know what? I'm saying it. Somebody, a fan, sent us uh, their own opinions while black bingo board. I did not forward this to you. Oh. Uh, and we were gonna do it for one fifty, but it was just so much shit going on, and it would have been catastrophic. Uh, oh we, we had too much liquor there. We don't. All been trashed. <laughs> We'd have been trashed. I would not have remembered my own fucking name, much less how I got home. Would have lost the deposit. Ariel's titties would have been out. Oh. Well. Whoa. Actually, well, maybe it wouldn't turn out so bad. So, um, we're going to try Opinions Wild Black Bingo <laughs> next week. <laughs> we're going to try Opinions Wild Black Bingo next week. We have a board. We're going to put it on social media. Feel free to follow us. How do we? I, and I, you know, they, she didn't give us any directions, so I guess it's just you take a shot whenever you, we we hit a square. I guess. Yeah, we may have we may have to do. Well, we'll, we, we'll figure out some. Rules. We may have to do a live broadcast one day just to get the full effect with people. That's true. We'll do a live broadcast one day. And figure we'll figure out some rules, yes. and we'll get everybody wasted right alongside us. Um, thank you guys. For going on this journey with us. It's only going to, I always say, it's only going to get better. It's only gotten better. A lot of y'all have been like, y'all have gotten more savage every episode for the past like month or a few no, months. No, no, no. Oh, yeah. They, oh, yeah. Somebody just specifically <laughs> said they were like, y'all have gotten more savage since like episode 130. Hey. Um, so we're still, we still in the pandemic that we were supposed to be out of 50 episodes ago. So it's so there's, all, there's nothing else to do but make it more savage. If we're still in the pandemic by episode 200, be prepared. I'll say it, it's just those are going to be the cabin fever episodes. <laughs> um, so we'll be back next week with more foolishness and fuckery. Like I said, we're going to be here. Mm-hmm. We're going to be here. Um, we ain't I, got nowhere else to be. I ain't got shit to do now. <laughs> yeah, we we ain't got nowhere else to be. Occasionally, I might go on a date. Occasionally, I'm still trying to figure out what that looks like uh, in the post. In the in this part of the pandemic, um, until then, this has been episode one fifty one. Yep, Bacardi, straight up, no chaser. Uh-oh. Of opinions, while black, I have been Oz D Randall, as always, forever in parting, titties.
That is not a threat. <laughs> that is however you identify. That's at all. At all. Bye, nigga. Titties are non-binary. 